episode 229 of the Morning Skate. Your host, Ked, here coming in hot. Uh, chilling with Brownie. We had a nice little pre-show. I think this is going to be a pretty good episode. Uh, Brownie, how's it going, brother? Good. All good. All good in the hood. We are still on the DL at the ankle, but we're good to go. I'm sitting here right now in uh, in the basement with uh, my boot on and uh, barefoot on the other foot because the boot's hot as hell. Oh, you should you should be like you should be icing that thing right now. A nice bucket of water. Some I had ice on it the other day and it swelled up from the ice. I don't know what's going on, but oh boy, yeah, it's no bueno. Is it hurting to walk? No, not when I have the boot on. Okay, well, yeah. I mean that's solid, right? It's and you, you and you said work's pretty much done for right now until it starts snowing. No, no, no. I'm I'm working. Oh, I thought it was. I thought you were. Uh, you were. No, no, I was concerned about getting my exterior stuff done. Now I'm on the interiors, dude. I got people waiting. I'm a hot commodity, brother. Okay, yeah, I, tell you. I was wondering what I, I didn't know if you just did like exterior and then no, shut no, exterior, and like, interior. Wow. Actually, <laughs> we might as well start the digressions now. Uh, funny thing today, I walked into a uh, I had to go look at two jobs, uh, for repeat customers, and uh, one of them I walked in, she looks me up and down because I had shorts on. She looks me up and down, and I go, What's up? She goes, oh, I just, uh, I was just seeing if you had socks on. I was listening to your podcast. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I got my socks on. I'm good. Thank you. I went home before I came over. That's unreal. Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, uh, and and speaking of a previous podcast, I just kind of want to bring this up. Let's just kind of dive into it. You remember last week when I was talking about I wanted to be a storm chaser? Yep. So. Over the weekend, Friday night, there was a, a serious, like, there were tornadoes everywhere. I think there were, like, 17. This yeah. was, like, my first ever, like, oh, shit, there's a tornado. I'm upstate New York, man. There ain't nothing like that ever happened. Right. So I kind of knew what's happening throughout the course of the day. There were chances. And then at night, I was told that's when it was going to start. So I was ch- playing Call of Duty with the boys, talking to my other buddy who lives here. He's like, we got a bad storm coming in. So around 3 o'clock, my phone starts lighting up tornado warning. I'm All like, the alerts, right? Yeah, on my yeah, phone. Yeah. So I open up my uh, my door. Was that the picture like, you sent me? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I open up my balcony door, and then you literally hear tornado sirens like it's the purge. It was the creepiest fucking thing ever. Like, I was like, okay, so this is kind of serious. So what oh, floor? What what number floor are you? Uh, second floor. That's not so bad then. No. So they tell you to go on a door frame, right? And that what you're supposed to do. I'm going to, this is going on. So a couple of girls I work with, I was talking to like throughout the course of the day, they call me and they're like, Jimmy, there's a tornado warning. I'm like, yeah, I know. And they're like, okay, so what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm standing on my balcony. This is crazy. They're like, (laughs) no, I got a giant metal pole and I'm outside. (laughs) They're like, get in, get in a bathtub. So from three in the bathtub. So from three o'clock to four fifteen, I sat in the bathtub. So this is where it gets interesting. So I'm playing Call of Duty with my buddy earlier, and he's like telling me he's from here, and he has the news. I'm like, keep me updated. So I'm in the bathtub. Tornado warns going off. I have my lights on. I'm chilling. I got my laptop, whatever. Talk to my buddy. I'm texting him. I'm like, all right, give me an update. So time goes on. You can hear the wind outside, and he's like, yeah, I think one just touched down near the airport. I'm like three miles from the airport. I'm like, oh Jesus, like that's kind of close. And uh, he's like, yeah, I think it's towards Hermitage. And I'm like, okay, that's close to me. And then he goes, and Donaldson. And I live in Donaldson. So I texted him and I'm like, Donaldson, question mark. This is like 345. As I press send, my phone starts going, wah, 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 seek immediate cover. And I'm like, what is going on? Light shut off. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Jeez. Like this might actually end up happening. Thank God it didn't. I guess there was a tornado that went through four states, 230 miles or something. It broke yeah, the a lot world of people record. Actually, it was yeah. it hammered Kentucky. 
like yeah. hammered Kentucky. So that was wild, and we talked about that last week. So I figured I'd get so that. You out. manifested it into existence. It was. Uh, I've never felt like I haven't felt that alive in a while. I was like, have you ever been, have you ever been uh, in an earthquake? Yeah, but like not a big one. Just like, yeah. Nothing, nothing like well, this. There's a few things that make you feel helpless, like a tornado or earthquake or being out the ocean in a bad storm. If they really if I was ever you how insignificant you are. If I was ever caught in an avalanche, I'd be so fucked. Or oh, like an a avalanche? tsunami. Yeah. I mean, what Whoa. would be the worst? Getting swept up in a tornado would suck. Getting buried under snow would suck. I mean, they're all, none of them at are sea. good. The one at sea would be the worst. You think on, over getting buried under like 12 feet of snow? No, because you could survive that. Can't, yeah, but what if you don't, dude? Like that's brutal. Well, that, that's bad, that? no matter which one you pick, right? You're picking at the one that have you have the best <laughs> chance of survival for. I guess. Oh, best chance of survival. So you're saying at sea in like a hurricane? At sea in anything, if you get swept over, you're screwed, man. Yeah. No way out. A hurricane, you can get somewhere safe, or like the movie, use your belt to tie yourself down to something. Right. Uh, an avalanche. I think you can go by a tree, right? Is that I could be way off base, but don't you go by a tree mm. and the tree absorbs it? Or if I was on a snowboard, I would just outrun the avalanche. You could, you could, I don't know, man. It was the whole thing was absolutely bizarre. So I just, yeah, Mother Nature, that, don't fuck around with Mother Nature. That was, that was crazy. It was, uh, it was pretty nuts, but, and we had a great week of hockey. Um, I just want, I also want to say this before we get into NHL news. Your boy was 31 and 17 this week. On my picks, and this is just who I think is going to win. I don't really know. There's no spread. You're not doing any spread. No, I'm literally just picking who's going to win. 31 and 17. So I'm going to do it for another week. And if I hammer the same number, I think I'm going to start investing some money into this thing. All right. So should we? Why don't we do this? Give me one more week to prove that I'm good. Because if I suck, I'm not going to do it. But if I end up being decent, I might do like my picks of the week. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do one more week, see how it goes, and then. We each put in, I will Venmo you, we'll each put in like a hundred bucks and we let that ride and see how big we can get it in like three weeks. I won't have any input unless you ask me. If I crush it next week, I'm in. All right. All right. We'll figure it out, man. I'm pretty pumped. I had a big, what what, what day was it when all the games were Sunday? I think it went nine and two, nine and three. Dude, that's hard to do. It's not bad. And I don't know. It's just. But you're not feeling any pressure either that's true too i feel like when i start there's no spread so it's pretty straightforward although you know when you pick to bet on i think you have to have spreads uh i don't think so i think my buddy just if you pick a team just to win and it's a heavy favorite you just don't get paid out as much but if there's a heavy favorite there's still a spread involved well yeah i i mean yeah i suppose so that one and you know what one i really like doing i hit pretty much every time you pick a game that a goal will be scored within the first 10 minutes for hockey, yeah. Yeah. And that one I've been doing pretty fucking good on, too. I had the Rangers the other night. They scored like two minutes in. I was like, holy shit. But hmm. something to look forward to. NHL in the news time. Let's kind of, yeah, let's Wait. Oh. We got to do the Mia Culpas. Oh. Mia Culpas. Right. Culpa. So, first off, Louis Erickson. Sorry, buddy. I know he probably listens. But <laughs> he uh, he did achieve his thousandth game. So, that was a bad one on us. For uh, who do you play for? Vancouver, Dallas, and Boston. Bad one on us, but good one on us. Recognize that that was happening. Yes. Yeah, we weren't sure at the time. We just didn't know what was happening, but something. Right. Was. Yeah. We knew something was happening, but not <laughs> what it was. Uh, this is a tough look on me when I couldn't think of a single Edmonton goalie. Uh, Billy Ranford played for the Bruins. Andy Moog 
longtime Bruin, and current goalie coach Bob Assessna. They call him goalie coach Bob. Still with the Bruins, all three of them were Edmonton goalies. That were pretty fucking. Yeah, you, you probably should have had that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a layup. I'm gonna blame nope. it on post concussion. He's no Benoit there, but I'll give it to you, dude. <laughs> and then my last mea culpa is, uh, <laughs> I got pretty lit up about my ex uh, Christmas movies, as did you by some of my friends. Uh, the Santa Claus is the best Christmas movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll, dude, like, that's what? the you want to die on. That's your choice. What did I say? Santa Claus, Jack Frost, and then uh, either Home Alone or that Jingle Jingle All the Way is a good one because it's Jingle not All like the Way. Not. No one had a complaint about it. It was everything else we said, uh, except for Scrooge, <laughs> which you had never seen. So. Yeah. Here is my idea. For our Christmas podcast, I think we need to do top 10. I don't even know if I... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do well, that. Well, that's what I'm telling you now. We have like two weeks. And the, is this Christmas movies or holiday movies? Oh, you can make holiday movies. Because A Crazy Nights is... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Fucking hilarious. That's okay. fine. We're all faith positive broad podcast. Yeah, dude. We love holidays. Yeah. So there you go. So those are my Mia Culpas. And the last one wasn't really a Mia Culpa. So go ahead. Sorry. The Santa Claus intro music. <laughs> Not intro music, NHL news. <laughs> we are flying. Uh, yeah, we're 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 hammering things home. All right, first one. Uh, New Jersey. You remember the jerseys that they had that just said Jersey on them? Well, Mackenzie Blackwood was super clever. And he leaned into that, and he wrote mask on the back of his new helmet. Uh, he also tweeted and then deleted his comment on the PK Subban's post, calling him Sluban. So it's a big, it's a big joke when uh, Sammy Blaze out for the year with the torn ACL. Yeah. So what did he tweet? PK tweeted something, and uh, Mackenzie Blackwood tweeted like Sluban with like a fire emoji, and within twenty minutes, it was all deleted. Yeah, that's a pretty dumb move. Well, I mean, shoe fits, right? Yeah, it's it. The whole thing's insane. But it's nice to know well, that even the guys are like, "Hey, PK. yeah." <laughs> well, someone I, I heard an interview where PK was saying that he's got he doesn't do it intentionally, but he's got like a uh, like a short circuit. Do you remember uh, there was a Yankee player who couldn't throw to first base? Chuck Knoblock, dude. Yep. What? Right. What a batting stance on that guy. Do you remember he would like lay the bat like back? Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. He was actually a pretty good little player until he actually, forgot how to throw to first base. If you want to get digress again, one of my all-time favorite batting stances ever was mm -hmm. Mickey Tettleton, who was a switch-hitting catcher and first baseman from the Tigers. He would stand straight up and down and hold his bat like sideways parallel to the ground, like wiffle ball. And he would just stand there and he was just like, see if you can get one by me. Oh, it's hilarious. There were some pretty outrageous batting stances. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the Jeff Bagwell comes to mind. Uh, my favorite one, I thought Tino Martinez looked so pure. What, the lefty, when he would, he had like the most level swing, but the timing, the Paul O'Neill weird leg kick where he would like, oh, who, was the guy, who was the guy for the Mets that? He played for the, no, maybe he played for the Yankees, but he was always he went up there with like such bad intention, and you would watch him wind up, and you were like, oh my god, if he's gonna just crush this ball, outfielder, Cecil Fielder used to hit bombs. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> Mo Vaughn used to hit bombs. Yeah. Oh, who was that guy for the Yankees? I don't know. I'll look it up while we're talking. All right. Well, 
That's yeah, what we got. There, there you go. <laughs> There's your baseball portion. All right. Uh, lockout sick. Speaking of sick, Vegas came out with these new Hispanic heritage uh, sweaters this week. Purple with like, I thought they were unreal. The Sugar Skull logo. We talked about this before the podcast. I think that actually, I don't know. Maybe a couple times a year, a team can come out with like a specialty jersey like this. You could, you can't do it all the time, but and I wear it for the game. Be, you're saying, yeah. And I think yeah. a couple times it'd be cool because you want to want it to be ECHL where they do it like ten times a fucking year, but maybe like once or twice. Well, some of those ECHL ones are awesome. There was the ugly sweater one, the Top Gun, not too long ago. Yeah, but you can more. have the New York Rangers skating around in SpongeBob SquarePants jerseys. You want to buy a New York Rangers SpongeBob SquarePants? No, I want to. I probably want to be a fan of the team if they did that. Well, they're always looking for alternative revenue streams. No, but I thought these Vegas ones were sick. Like, I love the military ones that they have, like the camo ones and shit like that. And, like, I see a lot of of junior teams are doing, like, the Christmas ones, which are pretty cool. Um, But I don't know. All right, let me ask you this about the Rangers and SpongeBob. Would you rather see the Rangers wear something silly like that, a Christmas sweater for a game, or have three or four logos for advertising on there. Oh. How many times a year would they have to wear goofy shit? Oh, say what? 41 home games? Say five times. I'd have to think about it. That's fair. I truly would. I, Actually, I, would I have it. a question too. And then I thought this the other day. And I I wish we had asked Bo Bennett. We gotta have to remember we have to put this on our like rapid fire questions. Do you know, like, after games or during interviews, the players always have on different stuff from the team? Yeah. Now, I know the team will come and hand them when they get signed. They'll hand them, like, a stack of gear, Mm -hmm. right? Do you think the players get to be like, hey, let me uh, just take a spin through the pro shop and see what I want? Um, How do you think that works? I'm, dude, it's weird that you just asked that. Because the Rangers, they put out like a tweet today. The boys were getting on the plane, and they all had like these black Adidas track suits on. And it was all black, and it had like the Ranger symbol. And I was like, fuck, I need one, and I can't find them anywhere. So that had to have been something that like – Well, I, I know sometimes the guys will pay for stuff for themselves too. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I imagine they're probably given everything, dude. They make millions. No, I know they're given everything, but are they allowed to say like – like let's say – Version well, he's a bad example because he can do whatever he wants probably over there. But let's say like some mid-tier guy, right? Not a superstar, not a young hot shot, like a third liner type. Does Kevin he... Kevin Rooney walks in the office, dude? Kevin Rooney walks in and goes to the head trainer. Hey man, they were these cool flat brims I saw. They were all black with the New York Rangers. I saw them in the stands. Can you grab me one of those? Probably. They just go get it. Probably right. Probably. Yeah, I would I think, think so. so. I'm just yeah. curious how that works. <laughs> We'll have to ask the next guy. Yeah. And also see if he can get us uh, a couple of those bad boys. But, <laughs> yeah. See if he um, can get us Rangers tracksuit. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, man. So this was weird. Stay hot, Phoenix. This was crazy. So the team may be locked out of the arena for unpaid charges and delinquent tax bills totaling over 1.3 mil. They had till 5 p.m. to do it. They wired the money owed last week and blamed the error on human error. Batman's statement that the Coyotes are committed to Arizona and blames the city of Glendale for uh, being agitated due to the fact that the owner of the team is working on a plan to build a new arena. The team will possibly play. Uh, I mean, this is – they might have numerous locations next year. This is uh, this is some Mickey Mouse shit. Like, you're an NHL hockey team. Find someone who's as committed to you as Gary Bettman is to keeping the Coyotes in, Phoenix, in Arizona. 
Seriously, man. Like, yeah. Well, I, I, I had the feeling now he's like pot committed, and he's like, "We're making this work, come hella high water. It's not yeah. going under on my watch." Yeah, and I just, I don't know. It sucks. I can't imagine being a Coyotes fan. I'd be so pissed off. Like, you imagine being a, a Coyotes fan? player. Can you imagine being a, a boss, like a lifelong Boston Bruins fan, and it comes out that they forgot to pay the fucking bill? Yeah. Like, geez, man. But well, what's a lifelong Coyote fan? Twenty-two. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, no. so yeah. <laughs> a little different vibe, I'm guessing. Yeah. These 22, if you're a Toronto fan, you're pretty old. This is how old you are. Uh, there's never been an email sent that the Leafs have won the cup. Toronto's last cup was in 1967, and the email was invented in 1971. How pumped are you to write this down? I saw that, and I, I think that might have been the first thing I saw, and I'm like, oh, I know what's going in the document this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a long fucking time, man. Any chance to kick Toronto when they're down? Uh. Dre Barone yep. became the first openly gay official to ref an AHL game, uh, as TSN reported last week. Uh, I guess the comments weren't great. Are we back into the asshole, asshole thing? Yep. Dude, I was I was like, as great as a story it is, right? Because everyone talks about representation and needing to see someone that looks like them or acts like them or someone they can relate to. So as good as that was, the comments, I mean, I understand – Back in my day, we used to call a telephone tough guy because you could say anything you want over the phone. You wouldn't say it in person. Keyboard warrior. Keyboard warrior. There you go. That's what it is. But it's it's just I, I would like to be like Jay and Silent Bob in one of the reboots when they showed up at everybody's house. Be like, oh, hey, I saw what you wrote on the Internet. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't get it, man. There's just there's so much hatred. It's it's unnecessary. Bro, go eat a fucking Snickers and just chill out. Like, <laughs> it's not that fucking hard. Uh the Flyers fans. Speaking, speaking of a, a well-adjusted, temperate <laughs> fan base. Yeah, so the Flyers fans are changing their Twitter bio pics to grocery bags, like the unknown comic. I put the unknown comic in. Do you know who that is? No idea. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to. Do you know – do you ever hear of a show called The Gong Show? Do you remember that? Uh-uh. So there was this old game show where people got on and they had, they had like, B-list celebrities as judges and they had, like – 30 seconds or whatever to do their act and if it was bad like as big as the logo behind me they had a huge gong and the people get up and be like bong and hit the <laughs> gong and that's how they get kicked off the their turn was over and uh actually there's they made a movie of it uh about the host confessions of a dangerous mind uh good flick he like used to tell people oh because he was like embarrassed he's like oh i'm not really just this corny game show host i am a assassin for the cia and he invented this crazy story and george clooney made a movie out of it starring um sam sam roberts is that his name he pretended that he was in the cia yo it's crazy movie dude. You, should watch you should watch it did he get arrested no because he just it was bullshit he just he made it up to like get girls and stuff and then it and then he kept making it bigger and bigger and bigger but anyways on that show there was a guy called the unknown comic and he wore like a leisure suit and he had a brown bag over his head and he was like a wicked hat com comic. But every time I see someone with a bag on their head, that's what I think of. Fair. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, you should I watch know. the movie. <coughs> the Gong Show. The Gong Show. Well, the movie is called the Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. With Clooney. Love Clooney. Yeah. Um, this is probably my favorite story of the week. The Trevor Zegras oh, Jesus. over the net. John Tortorella is not liking it. Uh, <laughs> he said the play was highly, highly skilled, but he followed up with my position. Though, is it good for the game? I hear Ray, like all the kids are doing now in practice and stuff like that. I'm not so sure. Uh, Mike Milbury, uh, I guess he went on. Oh, wow. 
this is yeah. there's a lot of old. Okay, so we have different ones. But yeah. first off, so my my title of this little section was "Old Men Yell at Clouds." Old you could have just said it. Irrelevant fuckers trying to stay relevant. Oh, you don't say that about torts. Oh, I will say that about torts. Like, come <laughs> on, is the fucking Grinch? Listen, I like torts, but this is stupidity, and it's just to get his name out there. It, I think I don't think he's doing that. He's just torts, you don't think dude. he's trying to stay relevant. No, I think that's just John Tortorella not changing, dude. And that's why I love this. Like, Could you're be. never going to change that guy. And I, I get where he's coming from in a sense where it's like hockey's supposed to be like this super ultra physical competitive game against a bunch of just alpha dudes out there. And you have a couple young kids who are throwing pucks over the net. Like the game's changing, whether yeah. he likes it or not. And it's never going to be the seventies. It's never going to be the nineties. Okay, what he said about the nineties was true though. I remember Pronger was on uh chicklets and they were talking about the Michigan. And he's like, yeah, if anybody ever tried that on the ice, I'd fucking kill him. Oh, did you not see the swing that Colin Miller took at Zegris? Yeah. So I get it from a defenseman's point of view, but so how is the Michigan any different than Keith Yandel's sonk in somebody? I think it's just more. It's just as disrespectful. Yeah, but I don't think it is. It, it is and it isn't. I think it's it's kind of like showboating, like showing up, like, uh, like so, a giant bat flip kind of thing. So Yandel's sonk isn't showboating? Not that bad. Well, how do you showboat as a defenseman carrying an outlet pass? I mean. I don't, I don't know, but you're not putting the puck in the net. You're just, you're just kind of fooling somebody. But, but like this is kind of like. I get it, dude. If I was on the ice and somebody tried to do the Michigan, I would try to kill them. Like, exactly. But after the fact, you'd be like, ah, oh, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. But the, I or don't if it was your forward and you were at the point watching that, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. It's just uh, – I don't think this is towards the end of the day. I just – I truly think this is just John Tortorella being John Tortorella, and that's why Could I be. love it. Could be. Um, well, the it, second half of this you, is not – you, you take this one, dude, because I know you All are. Right. So Mike Milbury during a radio hit on Boston's – by far, second sports radio station, uh, commented that the Bruins should consider trading Bergeron. When talking about Bergie's upcoming UFA status, quote, to be honest with you, it's time to move on. If Boston's out of the playoffs, go to him and have the discussion. Take it one step further. It'd be hard to trade Marchand as well, but it's probably worth the discussion. I mean, give me a fucking break. He's a, he, I mean, I, listen, I like Milbury, but this was a tough fucking, tough fucking take. He also uh, chimed in on Chicago. This is crazy. <laughs> interim head coach Derek King, quote, if anybody thinks this guy can coach an NHL team, they're nuts. I had him as a player. He was late laconic, laconic. I don't even know. No idea. Lazy, whatever you want to call it. Even if he had some talent, but listening to him talk as if he were a coach, I mean, talk about the opposite of inspiration. It's boring. And if I were Jonathan Taves, that'd be another reason for me to want to change the music. No coincidence, but Milbury's got a new podcast out, so I'm guessing some of these takes are, hey, we listen to my podcast and we can talk about it. That being said, Mike, if you would like to come on this podcast, I would love to talk to you. That is wild. But those That's are some wild fucking takes. Both of these are. Um, yeah. And the guy, uh, I don't want If Bergeron's play was digressing, I could understand it, but he's still an elite hockey player. Like, I don't yeah. think you... You know, no, like every once in a while, like a Felino. Felino's plays regress oh, quite we'll a get bit. To Felino. But his plays regress quite a bit compared to when he was like captain. Yeah. Like if, if Bergeron was kind of into that territory, I think, yeah, you know what, dude, if you're not gonna make the playoff school, dude, he's, he's fucking he's an absolute stud. Like and, and he's the face of your franchise. So 
that ain't it. And then, yo, I don't know if I've ever seen like a fucking analyst go out a head coach like that before. Well, he's not an analyst anymore. Well, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, I get shit. you. Well, that clearly, is, uh, Derek King, he didn't like Derek King when Derek King played for him. And Derek King paid for him, I think, for part of three seasons. To but, call a coach lazy, but even if you have talent, like I don't think you see that often. Yeah, it was it was a problematic. Uh, well, the thing about Bergeron was really bad because he was on this uh, morning show here in Boston, and the the host of that morning show is uh, for those that are in the Boston area. I'm not going to say his name, but he's a fucking donkey. And uh, I think I've heard all kinds of stories about this guy. I actually witnessed him once at a hardware store use the uh, "Don't you know who I am?" line. And someone behind him in line was like, yeah, we know. Yeah, shut the fuck up. It was hilarious. But yeah, apparently the guy, yeah, whatever. I don't want to give it any more credit than that. But uh, these are these are when you're trying to be relevant and get publicity is what I took it as. Yeah. I mean, I doubt he really believes it. I really like Milbury. Um, I think he I think he has a lot of passion for the game. I think he speaks from the heart. I don't think his brain's always engaged when he's talking, which makes him great because he doesn't sugarcoat stuff the sugarcoat stuff uh the Derek king one he probably didn't like him i've had kids that i coached that i didn't like and i get it you know so yeah, he just well, saw a chance to take a shot at him but the bergeron thing and marshawn too was just crazy and i think that was just to generate publicity personally. yeah that was uh yeah definitely definitely aggressive on that one yeah. um the New York Islanders tied a bunch of other teams uh, for having a win at their home barn. They finally <laughs> beat the Devils 4-2. to two. I saw that tweet earlier. I tried looking it up. It would have been a lot cooler if I had that ready to go. That one's on me. But uh, good for the Islanders getting a W. Hopefully, I, I think they're starting to get a little bit healthier. I think that was yeah. kind of an issue that they had earlier on in the year, other that along with the huge road trip to start out the season. But Did you see I mean, Charlie beat the wheels off that kid? Yeah, bro. I mean – the thing is, is the guy fought. It wasn't – he didn't do that bad. It's just that when his jersey went over his head, you were fucked. Like, there was nothing you could do. Up until Isn't that, a, isn't that an automatic fine, too, because he didn't have the strap down? It didn't go – no, because I think you can still pull it over. The, I think that it was still strapped in. He just got oh, it. Oh, was it? Oh, all right. Um, but, yeah, man. I mean, I thought he did fine up until then, and then it was like, oh, boy. And Char, Char got him good. Char, yeah. he, he let him feel it, so – I mean, for how old is he? And he's out there fighting. Forty-two. It's crazy. To Imagine me. what that must be if you're if he's got you by the scruff of the jersey, and his arm is so long, you just watch that coming the whole the whole way. time, the whole time. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, fuck. go away yeah. in. This is gonna hurt a little bit. <laughs> um, speaking of hurting a little bit, the Calgary Flames, woo, nailed that. Dropped four straight. They're now one point out of the lead in the Pacific. Uh, a lot of questions for the end of the year regarding their contracts. We got Drew, Zadorov, Gabranson, Pitlick. Uh, you have RFAs, Kachuk, Man- wow, Mangiapane, Radzika. Radzika, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough situation getting these signs projected with a 600K in cap space. That's what it said on cap friendly, unless I'm reading it wrong. And you got to think those guys are eligible for raises. Oh, every every single one of them, maybe not Zadorov, but the other guys all outplaying their contracts. Kachuk certainly is. Oh, dude, dude, I'm telling you right now, Johnny Gaudreau, I've never been a huge Johnny Gaudreau fan. I like him. I think he's a good player, but it's like kind of one-dimensional. Dude, listen, you know I'm a Bruins guy. Calgary's my second team, right? He fucking dog-walked McAvoy at least twice in that game. Oh, really? Oh, my God. He, in the first period, I think he got him twice alone. There was one. He did a sonk on McAvoy. If there was audio, he probably said it. He (laughs) pretended to rim it. And McAvoy took like a step to his right to the wall, and Gaudreau was like, 
and right through the legs. He's a shifty yeah. little fucker. Man. Oh my god! Well, they talk about him like Patrick Kane. He never really gets hit. Yeah, you know uh, it, it's it's crazy. Like a lot of the elite guys are like that. Like I, I mean, Adam Fox, you're a defenseman. You should be getting blown up every shift. He, I, maybe a few times he's been fucking lit up, but not often. But then you got guys like Marshawn, who is small. Also, I mean, Marshawn's much stockier than Gaudreau, obviously. But yeah. I'm looking for hits. Yeah, it's that ain't me. Yeah, it's everybody's different, right? Uh, nice gesture to give Milan Lucic another rehonor on his 1,000th game with fans in the building against the Bees. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a nice little video they put up. I put it on the um on the blog from that game that I wrote. Although the very first guy that said congrats to him on the uh, video tribute was Iggy. Listen, marketing oh, really? one, you got to save a Gimlet till the end, man. He calls it out with the star. You don't have him at the beginning. I mean, <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean. They'll never. If Lucic was a career Bruin, do you think there would have ever been a chance that he retired his number? No, none. Nope. I mean, listen, every moron on talk radio and in Facebook groups wants to bring Lucic back, and he scored thirty goals. I think thirty goals. I think nine of them were empty netters. So take that with a grain of salt. I liked Lucic, but he he had the issue of taking shifts off, which I cannot stand. It would be pretty cool to have him back in the black and gold, though. But those are the people that are like, bring back Chara, bring back Thornton, bring back McQuaid, even though two of the guys are retired. You know, Tell what you I mean? what, bringing back a Lucic would definitely fix the whole grit thing I was talking about. Yeah, but it's pretty. Is he going to be able to? Who, 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 who is he going to play better than that sits? Felino. Yeah. Yeah, and at the money that Lucic makes versus what Felino makes, Lucic can stay in Calgary. Yeah, I get that. That's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip this one because this is my hero. Brady Kachuk. Wait, wait, wait. The Flames. Oh. oh. Six players oh, and one yeah, coach have entered COVID protocols. The next three games for the Flames are post- postponed versus Chicago, Nashville, and Toronto. Uh, the Bruins played them, so hopefully the Bruins didn't leave with anything from Canada. Um, yeah. That one. not need that. No. Oh, you're skipping this one. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brady Kachuk, I mean, he scored uh, his first career hat trick against the Lightning, becoming the first auto captain to do so since Spezza versus uh, Arizona back in 2013. It's been on fire ever since the Lemieux biting incident. Not only that, but Spezza was the captain of Ottawa, uh, what's that, eight years ago, and he's yeah. still going. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it was that long ago. It doesn't seem Dan- it doesn't seem like Daniel Alfredson being in the league was that far ago. No. Like I remember I remember when Haglin hit him and he got suspended in the playoffs. He he got him up high in a hit. Mm. And I mean I guess Haglin hasn't been on the Rangers in a while either, but getting old, man. Um Mark yeah, has been on a tear though. And Brendan Lemieux, do you see him get squirted by the uh yeah, Felino. Minnesota? Yeah, and then Felino had something to say about it, pretty much saying he's a fucking loser and he's bad at his job. Yeah. But if you're talking about it, yep. Um, Mark Andre Fleury, he got win number 500 versus Montreal last week, became the fastest of 500 wins and only the third at goalie ever. Patrick Watts got 551, Berders got 691. Yeah. Damn, so you talk many, about. Talk about how did he become the fastest to 500 wins when Broder has 191 more wins than him? Less games. It took him less games than it took Broder to get to 500. Yeah, but I don't know if fucking Marc-Andre Fleury's got another 200 wins in him. That doesn't matter. 
I know. I'm just saying, like that's that's kind of wild to me. Like age wise, I don't know how that would match up because if he was the oh. fastest to 500 and Broderick, well, had I don't know. More... Maybe if he was injured, he didn't play. It starts versus you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broder was going every night, so yeah. I I think he'll get past like... Maybe I think he'll get Wah if he plays for a couple more years. Well, yeah, actually, he he's on the arguably do that in a year. Yeah, a year, one more year. Um, well, they know the reason I put those in too. Looking at it now with two goalie systems and the way they rest guys, uh, Marty Brodeur's 691, that may never get broken. Yeah, I don't think so. Ever. I mean, as as unattainable as everybody thought Gretzky's was, I think this is the bigger one. Yeah, no, I uh, – yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I um, I think he'll get Patrick Watt. still pretty cool. It was cool that I did in Montreal too because he's French-Canadian. Thought they, that did was a nice, cool. they did a nice thing, too, for him. They stopped the game and everything in Montreal yeah. game at standing O. You love to see shit like that. That's, yeah. that's some cool shit. Um, Dallas, Fink, listen up, buddy. Sorry, uh, Fink. Yeah, Ben Bishop had to hang him up, man. Retired from the NHL due to degenerative knee issues. He was a three-time Vezina finalist. Uh, he was in his fifth year, six-year, $29.5 million contract with a 4.9 cap. He's headed to the long-term injured reserve. couple things about this. Uh, you main native. Uh, shout out to Hal. Hal love Ben Bishop. I think he was, if you really think about it, he was like the first premier, like giant goalie. Do you, do you remember? Like, like yeah. he was like, and then all of them started to roll in being like six foot five. But like Ben Bishop to me was like the first one who was like the big guy who was like getting shit done. Shout out to Fink. Also, he put up a nice blog today about the state of the Dallas Stars, which is a tough read if you're a Dallas Stars fan. But there was a clip, I believe it was either in his was either in his blog or he posted on Twitter about uh, Bishop just beating the wheels off somebody when he was playing in the minors in Texas. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah. Look that one up. I like Ben Bishop. Is it? Yeah. They waved Dobie? Today. Wow. Anton Kadobin waved. Today's Monday, right? No, today's Tuesday. No, today's Monday. No, Monday. Today. Second yeah, season of a three-year, $10 million deal. Uh, Ricky J. Andres cemented as Braden Holby's backup. This comes on the heels of Dallas dropping three straight wins on a West Coast swing. If I'm the Rangers, I'm signing him tomorrow. I would assume he wouldn't be out there very long. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Well, I don't know. They have the cap space for him? You trade Georgiev, you bring in Kadovin. I don't, I don't know. Who are you going to trade Georgiev to? Anybody who wants him. Yeah, but who's that? Is what the I'm Rangers saying. probably won't do it, though, because they, they want – I think they think that they're going to get all this stuff for Georgiev and, like, and Georgiev's numbers have been better the last couple of games, but if you look at the shots on him, every puck that he he saves, he's putting it right out to the fucking middle. It's just that teams aren't getting the second and third chances that they normally do. It's Well, that leads to the question of the defense play differently in front of different goalies. I don't know, man. I think the Rangers are a 10 times better team with Shesterkin and Kudobin than Shesterkin and Georgiev, and it's not even close. Well, so what you're saying is that Kudobin is 10 times better than Georgiev, and I'm not going to argue with you. You watch a lot more of the games than I do and of the Rangers, and I remember Kudobin as a Bruins backup, and I've seen him play in Dallas, and he is a very good goalie. Um, but he's a bit like Yaro Halak is he can give you games. He can give you games. I don't know if he can be the number one. But he doesn't don't have need, to be. Don't right. need to be. Just no, he man. actually makes a perfect fit for New York. It would be, it'd be perfect. My and thing is, is at the, the beginning vibe of the that New York has, he'd fit right in on that. At the Jesus. beginning of the year, when the, when the Stars got Braden Holby, I didn't even think Braden Holby was really going to play. I thought that was like kind of the end of his career, and I might have been way off with that. Yeah, I think, we, but, I think you were, yeah. But with Kadobin and like Ben Bishop, I was like – Well, I'm sure this is a financial too. thing too. Holpe and and uh, and Ottinger are significantly cheaper than Hudobin is. 
Yeah, I, I just I thought. Well, that think about crazy. it from the stars' point of view. They wave Hudobin, and someone takes him. Then they have that money free to sign somebody to maybe write the ship, right? Yeah. I don't know. That was that was that was crazy. So sorry, Fink. Yep, sorry, Finky. Sorry, Fink. Uh, Vancouver named Jim Rutherford president of hockey ops and interim uh, general manager. He built the Cal- uh, wow Carolina Hurricanes in Pittsburgh before retiring in January of last year. This is kind of crazy. This makes you kind of wonder why he left Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I feel like the whole Pittsburgh thing, they it wasn't he he was very careful like to praise the coaching staff and the players on his way out. So maybe he had a thing with the owner, yeah. you know. Which is owner was Mario. Yeah, so. I don't know. That's that's kind of crazy to me. And that also that also feels a lot longer ago than January of 2021. Yeah, it really does. It's I yeah. I don't know, but Jim Rutherford, he's going into Vancouver, Benning's out. Um, ever since, did you see all this? Uh, since Bruce Boudreaux's a coach, you're saying Bruce, there it is. This is like a new thing that's kind of going on. Like, I, we talked about that, yeah, but I guess he was interviewed and he said he didn't like it. No, he hates it. So, what's the dumb? All right, so for any child or middle schooler, if you get a nickname that you don't like, the worst thing to do is tell people that yeah, you, you, don't you don't like, like it. it, yeah. So, Bruce Boudreaux has been telling everybody he can't stand it the other night. Meanwhile, he's won four straight or whatever it is, yeah. The other night, the players are coming off the coming down the tunnel after a win, and one of the players I can't tell who was like Bruce. There it is, and he's <laughs> like, "Knock that shit off!" <laughs> it's a nice little rally cry. Oh yeah, um, Sergey Fedorov in his first this is year awesome. as head this is coach. A great story of CSK Moscow, the team he broke in with as a teenager. He's won successive games by pulling his goalie in the three-on-three overtime. Remember, yep. like a couple years ago, Patrick Wild was pulling the goalie with like. So maybe this is the new thing to do. Uh, with possession of the puck in the offensive zone, he yanked the goalie for an extra attacker and got the W. Fedorov had some insight on the strategy of signing. It would depend on who was on the ice and who's out there for the opposing team. Also mentioned how important it was to move the puck smartly in the offensive zone, not give the defense time to change, and how he was not a fan of shootouts. Of course, the NHL doesn't want any of this to have any fun. Has, has this in the rule book. I didn't know this. Yeah. Clubs who pull their goaltender for an extra attacker during the overtime period, other than a delayed penalty, will be subject to potential forfeiture of their one point earned for a tie at the end of regulation in the event of the opposing team scores into an empty net. So they're not saying anything hard and fast. They're saying you could. I think they just don't, they want to discourage it. But honestly, if the Bruins, let's say the Bruins are on the road, like in Vancouver, when they were on the road in Vancouver, they get it pinned in down low on Vancouver's end and they're cycling it fine. I would, and you got like Bergeron, Marchand, and McAvoy out there. I would love to see the goalie skate to the bench for Parsonok. That'd be sick. I'm trying to figure this out. So if you pull your goal and the other team scores, you yep. don't get one point. They're saying you no. They say you have the. Uh, it the says we'll be subject subject to the potential forfeiture of their one point earned. Right. For the tie at the end of regulation in the event, the opposing team scores into the empty net. So, so, if, the oppo- so if you pull your goalie yep, and, and the, the other opposite team scores, team scores, you don't get a point. They're saying it's potential. They're just putting this language in there so they can change it moving forward. Yeah. It's a little CYA clause, right? Yeah. So exactly. I think it's I think it's it's a great move to force their hand. I would love to see them do it because you already got the one point sewn up, right? Yeah. And that's what they're thinking. They don't want people to do it. But I think one thing hockey fans pretty or NHL fans can pretty much universally agree upon is that the game couldn't shouldn't come down to a shootout. Yeah. So this eliminates that. Um, and the other thing about Fedorov is that he was always regarded as one of the 
hockey players with like a really high smart hockey IQ. Yeah. So this is just translated to the coaching box. Oh, I think it's a great play and good on him for trying it and exploiting it. You know what? I'm going to reach out to uh, our friend Jillian who, who covers the Whoa. KHL. Yeah. Yeah. And let's get her on the pod. It's been a while since she's been on the pod. She'll have never met her. She's, she's dude. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she'll break down the KHL. I'll reach out to her later tonight because she would, she'd be pumped to do that. Yeah. I um, think it's awesome. I think it's such a great idea. Yeah. And she, and she's super close, like with. Oh, uh, I meant about Fedorov, but yes, having her on the pod too. Well, no, but she's she's like close with Fedorov, and she's close. Oh, really? With Orlov, yeah, like she like has like they call her, and, like text her. I don't know if we can get them on the pod, but <laughs> wait, let me look at the roster, and I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> give you my choices. <laughs> um, I don't even want to read this because this is such hearsay type stuff. I know there was a statement released, but uh, they said it. The NHL admitted that the refs in the league made a mistake in disallowing the Buffalo goal for offsides in the game versus Rangers the other night, said that the goal should have stood as it wasn't clearly offsides. I don't know how it wasn't clearly offsides. There's literally a picture of Darlene in the zone and the puck not on the player's stick. So I think what it comes the down NHL to The NHL admitted they were wrong in a statement. I, I think it comes <sighs> – yeah, but at one point they thought that that was offside. Or they just said, we got to keep New York. Who gives a shit okay. about Buffalo? It's okay. a big conspiracy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so shout out, shout out to the NHL. Thanks, guys. There you uh, go. St. Louis. Shout out to Buffalo getting bent over again. <laughs> over and over, man. It's consistent. Yeah. You know who? Every time he plays against the Rangers, man, he's good for either a goal or he's always in the shit, and I hate him, but I feel like if he played that way against other teams and he was on the Rangers, I'd love him, is Jeff Skinner. I know his contract is outrageous. I wouldn't take the whole fucking thing, but he is such a little prick, and he always scores against the Rangers. He didn't score last game, but he was always always mixing it up with like Reeves and Truba. Truba laid him out, and then later in the shift, Skinner came over and tagged him. I can't wait to talk about Truba. That's the shirt we should make, the morning skate. Truba demolition crew, dude. We would sell those out. Well, well, well I would wear a true. I tell you, I like this kid more and more. Brownie, it's every game now. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get into it. Right, right, yeah. right, uh, but okay, St. Louis called up winger Nathan Walker, who got three talks in his first game with St. Louis this season. Prior to the season, uh, he had 25 games in the NHL, Washington, Edmonton, St. Louis, drafted 89th overall in the 2014 draft. Uh, he was born in Wales, but he was raised in Australia, mate. He was the first Australian to play in the NHL, and now the first Australian to notch a hat trick. Nathan that was Walker. a good story. Yeah, he's he's quick. I remember when he first came up with the Capitals, it was like a huge story that there was an Australian in the league. Uh, and plus, this way we give Preston some love because he's a little does, butt hurt about being picked third for capture the flag, by the way. Bro, how does how does an Australian get into the NHL? There's There's leagues. Yeah, but this man. is the perfect definition of if you're good, they'll find you. Yeah, it, that's fucking cool, dude. That's yeah. really, really, really cool. Um, all right, WHL. This is just quick junior slash world junior. Connor Bedard was uh, he was the first underage player to game exceptional snaps in the WHL to play as a 15 year old. He's been named to Team Canada. The last 16 year old that made that team, Connor McDavid. Is that good? Heard of him. That's yeah. pretty fucking good. Uh, recent WHL drafts all the Seattle Thunderbirds take a forward at ninth in the first round. Who was it? <laughs> From the Rink Hockey Academy, Kelano, U18 team, U18 team. I think you say it, Tiz, right? Tiz Aginla. Fucking the second generation. I really hope this kid's sick. 
Could you? I imagine? do too. And I hope I don't start stalking him like I do his dad. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is my way into the dad. He'd be I like, tell I'm you what, this cool guy at Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, he was on a one wheel. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, the one wheel mention of this episode. Uh, all right, so that's what we have pretty much. Just other one other thing, uh, Rangers prospect. I'll get into Rangers right now. Uh, Berard played for Providence, played World Juniors. He's on, he's on the first line with uh, Beniers. I forget somebody else for the USA team. So watch watch for him, Brownie. Best case scenario, this guy's like he's a Brad Marchand. And the reason why I say that, and he's probably not nearly as skilled, but when Marshan was this age, I doubt anybody thought he was this skilled. You got to remember, Marshan broke in on the fourth line. That's what I'm saying. He's yep. a smaller guy. He's in your face every shift. I want you to watch for this guy because I watched for him last year because I knew he was a later round pick for us. And, dude, he fucking flies. And he's a dick to play against, and he's chippy, and he chirps, and just I'm really excited for it. Um, every once in a while, I'll get a Rangers prospect that I get really excited for for no reason. They never really pan out. Ty Ronning was like the last one. This kid, I, I'm really pulling for him. I hope he fucking he does some work. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Rangers news. So I actually have this stat, and I wanted to ask you this because I, I tweeted it out. Um, the Rangers, who are 12-0-1 so far against teams under 500, need a statement win to continue building off their successful start. Considering the Rangers have gone 6-6-2 six, six, and two against teams with winning records, a victory over Avalanche would surely echo around the NHL. This was from Molly Walker at the Post. So the Rangers have a sick record. They're doing good. They're going to make the playoffs. But a lot of these wins are against teams. They're 12-0-1 so far against teams under 500. But that's what you're think, supposed to do. I know. But this is – I think I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago. I want to see the Rangers start stringing together wins against teams that are fucking legit. They right. got embarrassed on a home ice from the Avalanche seven to three. People blamed it on a long layoff. I didn't get to watch the game last night because I had beer league, but they lost to the Predators one nothing last night. And all intents and purposes, from what I heard, is that they only played forty minutes the first period. They forgot that they were playing hockey. We yeah. hate to do that. I don't think it's a huge problem yet. I know this week I'm pretty sure they have the Avalanche, which heads up for uh, a Ryan Reeves McDermott fight that's probably going to end up happening after what Truba did to McKinnon earlier in the week. Um, after the avalanche, they have the coyotes. So if they can put together, wait, wait, wait. but, but, but classify that, right. Truba hit him clean. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I was going to go into the whole, no, Truba I know, just the way you said right. it. If someone only heard that bit, right. You know, well, well, I mean, okay. So the Rangers played the avalanche. Uh, Truba lit up Nathan McKinnon clean. Another, he another hit. fucking really, really good hit. And I think this was literally Stroll the night the night after, uh, I don't know how to say his name. Guy in the Oilers that he like hurt. Oh yeah, Dark Hera. Yeah, yeah. Did I know that. Hera. I think it was the night after that. Um, yeah, Nathan McKinnon, fucking smelly no, later. Two nights after, right? Because didn't he go in and light someone up in Chicago the next night? He probably did. I think they went Oilers, Blackhawks. He's been he's been killing people, and then yeah. last, and then last night he hit Cunning. Yeah. So, like, it seems like every but they're game, all clean. And Jacob Truba is just fucking murdering people. It's insane. Jacob Truba is out of fucks to give. That's what I'm saying. And and I've I've said, and everybody knows I've been really hard on Truba and the contract and everything that they gave him. But at the same time, I've also always said Truba is a way better defenseman when he's playing mean. And he's playing fucking mean. And that's what the Rangers need. Like, he's, he's somebody put together, like, a little montage. And if you didn't know who Jacob Truba was and you just watched a few of these clips with him in the Rangers – you would think that he was a bad motherfucker. And I love the fact that after he hit McKinnon, 
did you see how Landeskog came over and Truba dropped gloves before Landeskog did? Yep. He's like, okay, time to stick up for myself. And he did pretty good. He hit Landeskog. Well, I don't blame him there. The fucking game notes on Landeskog are when his fucking wires crossed, just be ready. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> seriously. But he he got him good, and then McDermott was chasing him around the ice the whole night. He ended up getting kicked out, so heads up for Reeves and him next game. Uh, let's see, last game, I guess they moved Capo back with Strom and Panarin. I don't know why they ever took him off that line. They moved up Julian Gauthier on the first line with Zibanejad and Kreider to see if nothing ended up working out there. Uh, you hate losing one nothing on home ice, so we'll Wasn't see. Was it the one nothing game when Kreider had a great look right in front and put it six feet over the bar? Was that I'm, that game? I, I don't know. It was last night, and I was at hockey, so I'm unsure. Huh. Very much could have been, but I just I need the Rangers to start winning games against good teams. That that's that's all I want. That's what I want for Christmas. So we'll uh we'll, we'll see what happens there. I'm trying to think if I'm missing really anything else in the in the whole Ranger scheme of things. Uh I think that's pretty much it. Jacob Trubert's killing people. Georgiev's stopping the puck sorta. Shesterkin's back on the ice in practice. I don't know if he's like really pushing it that hard, but it's nice to see him coming back earlier. Uh Matt oh the Adam Huska got lit up for seven goals right to the AHL. Bring up Keith Kincaid. Yep. Um, and I think that's what I got for Rangers talk. All right. Uh, for the Bruins, a very successful road trip. They went out, shootout loss to Vancouver, wins over Edmonton and Calgary. Ever heard of them? Um, the surprising though was that the shootout loss, you would have thought like if you were going to pick a loss over those three games, it wouldn't have been Vancouver. Yeah. But they played well. Swayman had the shootout loss. Elmark got the two doves. In Alberta, uh, both goalies are playing really well. Really, I keep seeing really Tugarask. Huh? I keep seeing Tugarask. Well, he's the e-bug at practice. He was there again today. But it's just like the whole, like, uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady thing, right? Does Tugarask leaning over your shoulder all of a sudden make everybody dial in? Here's Possibly. one for you. What if Omar and Swayman just rip it up the whole rest of the year? Like, do they 100% bring Tuga back? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly yeah. don't know. That's the big conversation. But so does it hurt Swayman to go down? No. I think it, really it hurts. I think it hurts Swayman more that you signed Olmark to that huge deal. Okay, but that's already happened and that's not yeah. changing. So does it hurt him to go down? He's got the entry level contract. He can go down. So you roll with him and then listen, Tuka's a top five goalie in the NHL when he left. Right? Top seven? I'll give you that. Okay. So if you could add, if the Rangers could add a top seven, let me ask you this. Take Georgiev out of it. Let's say you had Kudobin as your backup, right? Yep. yep. If you could add Tuka Rask to the Rangers for the playoff run, would you? Yeah, I'd get rid of Kudobin. But I want to get rid of Shesterkin. Right. But if but if Shesterkin could, could go down to the AHL. I still don't know if I would. Just because well, he's, he's our number, number one guy, it's a little different. Number one, so it's a yeah. little different. Yeah, but but Swayman can go down. It's not going to hurt him. So it's a you know it's a tough it's a good problem to have. Yeah. No, um, all right. So we've talked. You've asked me for a few weeks now, and it was like just like your tornadoes manifesting. You've been asking me about Nick Felino. So I've been keeping a, a greasy eyeball on old Nick <laughs> Felino, and uh, Nick Felino needs to start bringing people with him to the box or to change the way he's fucking playing. Because hey, all he does, well, what he does, like he, who the fuck was it? I don't remember who it was in the, uh, I think it was in the Edmonton. No, it was Calgary. Oh, it was either Edmonton or Calgary. 
someone threw him an elbow going across during a whistle and he grabbed him by and gave him like a face wash. So he got the penalty for roughing. It was a soft call. That was a really soft call. I know exactly what you're talking about. I couldn't believe Roger? they called him for that. I, for, I forget what I saw it. I forget what, who he did it to, but, but that's just went up behind the guy and grabbed him. He didn't even like punch him. But the point, my point is Nick Felino's played in this league a long time. He should get the benefit of the doubt. And if he's not getting the benefit of the doubt from the refs, then he's got to change what he's doing. I mean, luckily the Bruins scored <laughs> shorthanded on that, you know, so the hockey guys were pleased. But it's crazy it's, when the Bruins are shorthanded. It's like, oh, well, Bergeron and Marshall will be out there. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, yeah. So, yeah, Blueberry, nice trade the two of them. Fucking yeah. dumbass. But, uh, but like I'm saying, Felino just needs to take someone with him. He's got to play smarter in that situation. Uh, Jake DeBrusque played well in Vancouver. He was flying around in Edmonton in front of his dad. Maybe bring his dad to all the games. I don't know. Let him do fucking road trip color. Uh, but in Calgary, he's floating around one-handed waves of the sticks like a hungover beer leaguer. And it's like, dude, fucking get that shit off my team. Um, what they end up doing with Taylor Hall? Remember last week the issue was Taylor Hall was up on the top line. He was well, he Taylor was Hall. I he he looked a little better. He had some jump in uh, Calgary. Is he back now on the second line? Because the last time we talked, yeah, he's on the back. second line. Um, he. He had some jump, but I, I feel like maybe the flu that was running through the team, oh, excuse so me, maybe that got him a little bit. But yeah. I've been reading a lot of different things, a lot of different message boards, a lot of articles. The best thing I've seen, if they have the roster they have, okay, no additions, like JT Miller would fix a lot of fucking problems right now. Mm-hmm. But if if they go with the roster they have, the best idea I've heard is you go Marshawn, Bergeron, and Craig Smith on the first line. You go Taylor Hall, Pasternak with Coyle. And then Halla, Felino, and... I actually don't hate that at all. The only problem I have with that is that Taylor Hall and Charlie Coyle both like to carry the puck. So they both like to carry the puck, right? Which, there's only one puck. So my idea is you have Marshawn, Bergeron, Smith... Okay. Mm-hmm. Second line, you have Hall, Jack Stadnika, and Pasternak on your second line. Your third line then becomes Coyle, Halla, and Felino or Noshik, whoever you want to put on that wing. Because that makes Charlie Coyle a matchup nightmare and Halla. Because that makes them arguably one of the third be- the one of the best third lines in hockey. Yeah. You know, and I think Craig Smith out there with Marshawn and Bergeron, he doesn't have the touch, but he has got the motor. Yeah, you and know, you know and this way, Stadika can let Hall carry the puck, and he can be. But I just don't know. Well, Bruins right now only have two players that are on entry level contracts, you know, so that makes it kind of tough. I don't know the movement rules, so I don't know if Stadika can come up if they have to send someone down who has to clear waivers. So there's all that. It sounds like you don't, you're afraid to separate Bergeron and Marchand, maybe because they can't carry their own lines. <laughs> no, I think that uh, that's a nice try. Uh, I think that uh, I think that's crazy. But this all could be remedied in about what was it December in about uh, nine weeks when Krejci wraps up his season, where he's actually on more than a point a game pace right now over in Checkley. Or if the Bruins do what Milbury want him to do and just ship everybody out. Yeah, yeah. Well, this yeah. is what I'm saying. If they could get JT Miller, this solves all the problems. Yeah. He because he could be your second line center. Yeah. You know, that solves a lot of problems. Uh interesting article too, or I- interesting interview, I should say. So Bergeron got his nose broken for like the fifth or sixth time against Nashville on a dirty hit by Philip Mustache Forsberg. 
Trent Frederick came out and said that he felt bad that he didn't get a chance to stick up for him. And he said, in the future, in that situation, I was frustrated. And I'm paraphrasing, right? It's not a direct quote. He was saying that he was frustrated because he's not really on the ice against Forsberg. So he couldn't really do anything. He goes, going forward, if that happens to Berge, I got to kind of just take a run at Roman Yossi or something like that. No so shit. I was like, good. That's fucking right. That's what everybody's up in arms about. They were taking liberties with Bergeron in that whole Nashville game. And everyone's like, oh, it's because Marshawn wasn't playing. I'm like, so Marshawn is the fucking bully? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And I'm not saying we need to get back to, you know, you know, every bench clear is every 20 minutes, but they need to have a physical presence. JT Miller fits that bill also. I almost like when teams go at their guys like that, though. Like, Go at Bergeron? Yeah, because nobody goes – because Bergeron has, like, this respect thing where you don't really go at him. But, like, if I was a team and I wanted to win and I'm a head coach, I'm telling everybody to go after him. Nobody ever goes after him because there's oh, always yeah. – like, Yeah, no, I get him, it. You know what I mean? Like, and well, I would I understand like- that completely. And and even in, like, in, in the beer league we play, uh, Stevie, who I've talked about in the past, people run him constantly. Actually, I've skated over to another team's bench and been like, if you guys don't lay off – 23 i'm gonna start laying out people yeah. i can't fucking catch these guys but i can i tell you what i can chop you in the back of the legs behind the play i'll tell you yeah. that no so I, just, I get it but you got to stick up for your buddy you know you gotta yeah. stick up for your teammates so it was agree. good to see it was good to see that um it was good to see that uh frederick at least realizes it dude and bergeron was pissed he was big oh yeah who he got his nose broken again on a dirty play yeah so we got so they're back home. They got Vegas tomorrow night. Uh, Butch Cassidy's back behind the bench, out of protocol, and hopefully him there holding people accountable. Maybe this Pasternak fucking turnover machine will get turned off for a game because he is, man, he's not looking a hundred. I just don't. He'll, he'll, he'll work himself out of it. I remember. No, I understand he will. But. Panarin did the same thing at the beginning of the year. Every time Panarin had the puck, he would turn it over, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on?" He turns it he's over. Broken? He's taking big hits. He's missing the net on his one timers. So now he's starting to force passes. It's like, dude, just I mean, who am I to fucking tell him how to play, right? Fair. So he'll figure it out. I'm not too worried. But the Bruins have, uh, for the first time this season, except for at the beginning, obviously, they are in the uh, firmly in the wild card spot after this road trip. So I'm very happy about that. Wild card city, man. That's it. Hey, who cares? Doesn't matter how, just how many, right? Yeah, wild card's cool, dude. Take it. <laughs> hey, it's uh, in. You're in. Beer league roundup. Um, last night we had a game. I think we won like nine to two. I went one and two. Um, I'm now tied for, for the leading points. I fucking hate that shit. Pisses me off. Uh, but it, I don't know. It, it's it's been, league in your team or the league league and team, but the other kid on my team has one more game played. So that's like another three spot ish. Um, I'm trying to think if anything like really interesting happened. Uh, so Scott Spencer, absolute beautician, this guy. He was my first ever youth hockey coach. Um, he was my coach for half a year, and then he was told, hey, like maybe this isn't for you. I think he was shotgun beers in the parking lot or something like that. So I grew up like around this guy always, always at his house. I was best friends with this kid. Well, don't you know he lives in Nashville? So we're playing We're playing on the same beer league team. That's awesome. It's oh, me and a couple of his kids. Uh, they were actually all referees and they were on the cover of one of the USA hockey magazines. Like, way awesome. back in the day. Um, so don't, you know, it? Scott Spencer cutting across the middle gets laid the fuck out by, uh, by a defenseman. Scott Is it gets up. League? No <laughs> hard. No. So he gets up, he gets in the guy's face. He grabs his visor. The refs come over. They end up kicking both of them out. I just saw it. it like, 
it, it was just crazy watching like a, a like that happen. I've never seen somebody get lit up like middle ice right in front of that like slot laid the fuck out. Was like, it was it uh was it like I wasn't looking or was it a hit? It was a hit. The guy yeah. the guy trucked him. Um, no, no, like but, intentionally. I'm saying yes, yeah, one hundred percent. So they ended up. Anybody your team do anything? Uh, yeah, one of my buddies got kind of in the middle of it and everything, all that stuff. But where was the um, Boston kid? Where was Farley? Uh, he was super hungover on the bench. Me like, dot. I'm fucking dying, dude. Charlestown, Mass. Uh, Farley, you got to represent, buddy. It was uh, it was quite the game. Shout out to our boy Jimbo. He played his first concert. He's our glue guy. We're undefeated with him in the lineup, and we've lost two without him in the lineup. He's definitely jerking it to me talking like that right now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the boys, we bounced back. We needed a must win. Uh, we got shelled the week before. So it, it's nice going in. I got, I'm leaving and going home on Friday, driving home. So I'm going to bring my hockey shit with me. I'm going to miss next week's uh, game. But that's kind of what I got in beer league, man. What about, oh, I think we've already talked about this. You, do you tape your stick at home or do you tape it at the rink? The rink. Okay, so I started doing this a few years ago where I tape them at my house so I can just leave my tape here so people are like, hey, do you have any fucking tape? Oh, my God, dude. It it happens a lot, dude. So what? What I'm trying to tell you is the last year or so, I kind of forgot to do that. But I also kind of like taping it at my place, like chilling. You have, like, NHL Network on, listening to some music. You have the incense going, dude. You're a little stoned. You just fucking tape the twig up. You know, that thing's just ready to go for next week. So give that – try that. Try that oh, next game. I only change my tape when I have a bad game. Oh, really? If I could change my tape every game, I would. And and honestly, like when I don't, I feel like a scumbag. How wide a tape do you like? So this is another good question. I normally like the thin kind, but we recently got the uh, thicker kind. We got that sent to us. So that was kind of cool. I, I like the two-inch tape, and then I overlap it. Two-inch. Okay. We've had that conversation. I like to do – I like to go – Heel the toe and then back down. I do the double. I cover the end of the toe and then I go heel the toe and then cut it and then whack. So you go it. heel the toe, cut it. I go heel the toe, not all the way up, and then back down. You double wrap it. You double. oh man! When's so the last like. time? When's the last time you didn't do that? Uh, I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. You should try to single wrap and see what it feels like. I'm very particular about this stuff. I know, but what what happened? How do you know? It's been so long you haven't done it. Maybe you fucking put a single thing on there and you're fucking Gretzky out there. Doubt it, but I'll try it. Uh, I also use uh, the stick wax too. Have to use the stick wax now. Do you yeah. have do you have matching sticks? No. See that I normally don't, but it drives me crazy when I don't. I like I I don't know why I like like having uniform shit. So I bought like two Sherwoods that say Ketter Pie on them. Oh and, my uh, good lord, we talked about this. Yeah. I would try my i would i would chase you around the rink the entire game trying to break your stick <laughs> dude that's the thing. On sure, it sure woods don't break that's the coolest thing i'm gonna i'm gonna have the stick for the rest of my life so i have i break have two sticks next week <laughs> yeah right i have uh i play with an all black um and i i love the stick but so i had two of them and i broke one so i only had one stick and one of the guys on my team my team shout out maddie mead uh he was like, where's your other stick? I'm like, oh, I broke it. And this one's got like, it's it's all rattly. You know, you can hear it. And he goes, well, I got this other one, this old one. I, it's some like 200 fucking dollar stick. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have the feel anymore. And I'm like, yeah, bro, is it lefty? Sure, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so I use his fucking old orphan stick. That's nothing, my wrong with that. nothing wrong with that, man. No, I have a short one and a long one. I use one for D, one for L. I like that. I so. don't hate that at all. 
Um, uh, who is it? Who is it? Ovechkin has, is it Ovechkin who has sticks specifically for the power play? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's Ovechkin. I think, yeah. What about, do you have any sticks? So do you like uh, tacky or smooth, the shaft? Oh, man. So I actually, I use, I normally use white tape. This time I had blacks so and I didn't have white. So I, I do like a decent knob on it. And then I go down a little bit and then I clear tape around the white down on it over Why? it. So it doesn't fuck up my gloves uh, and it looks clean. All right. It's white tape. So I like, I like to make that shit. I don't know. Somebody did it on my team a few years ago and that's just what I do now. What do you put on your blade? Black or white tape? Uh, I used to be white tape, but now I'm more of a black tape guy. I like white tape, so I can see the puck easier. <laughs> I just I I have it, that stupid thought in my head that oh it's black it's gonna blend in it gives me a better chance to score. Maybe I do. What? I don't even on the black. I use black tape. I use white tape on the blade, black tape on the on the knob and the top. And what I do is I do the top a decent size knob because I lock it in right in the palm here. Yeah. And uh, but what I do is I I twist up a, a piece of tape and I do like the gun grip. Is that what you call it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So I have like those finger grooves yeah, yeah, for yeah. the top hand, and then I candy strike down for the bottom hand. <laughs> yeah, my stick looks like Phil Kessel's. <laughs> I fucking love that shit, man. <laughs> and that's why the gloves wear out on my the palms wear out on my gloves. Actually, you want to hear something crazy? So. <laughs> <laughs> years ago, this is going to be worse than the sock story. So what the hell? So years ago, uh, I'm talking like years ago, yeah. I had to wipe my ass with clear tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just smeared. <laughs> like, see what I have for dinner. Um, years ago, uh, geez, this is before me and Lori were together. So we're going back like 12 or 13, 14 years on uh, the back of my house are French doors that go out of the kitchen onto the deck and, you know, a lot of sun. And there was this one morning and I heard something hitting the window. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Woke me up at like 5 a.m. Whenever the sun came up, I got downstairs and it was a robin. And it was standing on the railing and it was putting its feet up, fighting its reflection. Right. I was like, what the fuck is this bird doing? So I opened the door, flew away. I come home from work. The entire French door is just smeared with bird shit. No. Because he had been standing there on the, uh, on the uh, railing, shitting and then stepping in it, putting it. So you got to take out that bird. Hear me out. So I looked it up and I was like, this fucking thing, what do I do? So it's like, put up pictures of hawks and stuff. So I put up pictures of scarecrow in your living room. (laughs) No, I put them on the, on the French door. So I put up pictures of like hawks and crows. I put up a picture of Hawkman. I put that up. Right. So that didn't work. So someone was like, just hang a towel because you won't see his reflection. So I hang a towel and that got rid of him. So I'm like, all right, well, that's the end of it, right? Because I didn't want to kill him. I and mean, he's doing his – he's fighting for his territory. He's not hurting anybody. He's better than me. If I had a bird that was continuously shitting out my windows, it would be over. Well, wait. So time goes by. The next year comes around. Next spring. First few weeks of spring, 5.30 in the morning. Same fucking bird. He's back. The bird came back. I was like, this motherfucker. So <laughs> I borrowed a BB gun from my buddy's kid. Yep. And uh I plugged them. Yeah, you went you went SOCOM Navy SEAL. You have a you yeah, have like right. fucking, uh, leaning out my upstairs. Camo, you have like war paint on just ready to I go. will say it was an impressive shot because I was leaning outside the window shooting down. 
Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I love the visual. He goes, it's an impressive shot. <laughs> yeah, it was an impressive shot. So in honor to in 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 I wish I wish I brought my stick down to show you. So in honor of this bird and his fighting spirit, I took his tail feathers and I taped them. Uh so you know where the old two-piece sticks where the blade and the went into yeah. the shaft? Right about there, I taped his tail feathers on. Oh my god. And I have removed that and rewrapped it onto every stick I've had since. Shut the fuck up. Uh, it, I I will I will send you a picture tonight. You can put it up on our social media to go along with this podcast. I know I, we cannot we cannot under no circumstance have PETA coming after us right now. Oh, that's well no, I it's honorable. Would they be happier if I ate them? I don't know. But anyways, don't know. They, uh, so anyways, those those tail feathers are still there. And one of my buddies who uh, was a goalie of mine for a long time, I told him the story. And he's like, that's fucking awesome. So after every warm-up, he would want to hit his goalie paddle on the uh, feathers, where the feathers were. Did so, you name the bird? No. Dead Robin? No. Dead yeah. Robin. <laughs> so shout out to that Robin. Shout out to that, Robin. Oh, my yeah. God. All, All right. right. So, hey, beer league for me, right? Yeah. Because I'm injured, I haven't played. I have this story that I told you about. I didn't yes. tell you what it was about. This is where I'm going to tell you this story. Okay. All right. So, currently, yeah. on the moon, there is an unexplained hut, quote, hut, on the moon that has scientists baffled. China's U-2... Two rover spotted the structure from about 200 feet in the distance. It's located in the Von Karman crater in the South Pole Aitken Basin. They've rerouted the rover to investigate, but it will take a few months to get closer because uh, it should only take two or three lunar days, but each lunar day is apparently two or three months. So there is a structure on the moon that China found. And the fact that it's not leading off every news story, every uh, newscast in the nation shows you that it's real and they're covering it up. I feel like there's a lot of things being covered up in the news right now. That's definitely one of them. That's insane. I don't believe it. You don't believe there's a hut on the moon? I don't believe there's a hut on the moon. Well, it could be. They said it could be like a rock formation or something. It could be explained, but they won't know for like two or three more months till the rover gets to it. Well, if the, all right, hear me out. If it, it's a Chinese rover, mm-hmm. so the only people that have seen in, images of this are the Chinese. No, they shared it. Scientists they? are baffled. Did they? Did they share? Yeah, it? it was an American scientist that was quoted in the story, man. And we're thinking that this is real. Yeah, listen, it's from China. It's on the internet. It's gotta be true, right? That's my, I don't. I don't trust him. Don't trust him, man. Maybe, maybe, but like, I, I, who the fuck's hanging out on the moon, dude? Aliens, obviously. <sighs> Hockey playing aliens. Could be. Could Can be. Could you imagine? Wait, do you listen. Think I, do you think I'm do, better? Do you than think that? a team on the moon would be more successful than a team in Arizona? <laughs> there you go. That'd be wild. I would go see a team on the moon. That'd be awesome. If you, uh, I probably have a pretty good slap shot on the moon. If if we knew, if we knew for sure the world was gonna actually not not even world. If you had the opportunity to go to the moon, would you go? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, um, well, hold on, hold on. Not a qualify chance. We'll not it. a chance. Whose rocket am I in? Whatever rock the U.S. Which actually, I mean, the U.S. Like like NASA approved. Yeah. Yeah. You would actually go. Yeah, I think so. 
Not a shot. No? Not a fucking shot. No way, dude. Are you kidding me? Why wouldn't you? How many people have been on the moon? Less than 100, probably. And you're, you're, like, things have to go wrong when you're up there. Yeah, you've seen Tom Hanks' movie. No. I don't think it went there. I don't need to just be floating in space for the rest of my life. I would not be able to handle that. Be floating in space. What happens if I get fucking off the moon? What happens if somebody grabs me and just fucking throws me up? I don't think it works. Like it could happen. You're not going to you come know, back down. Think, and then, and then, you know, that there's no such up. thing as time in, in space. Somebody throws you up. Somebody grabs you, throws you up. When do you stop, dude? You're tethered. No, they cut the cord and they just throw you up. I don't when, think it works like that. You don't just, you, you can't throw someone high enough to get out of the orbit. There is some orbit on the moon, just not like the Earth. Okay. There's not so as much gravity. That's why when people jump, they like float down. It's not like you jump off in the space. Yeah, but they're not really trying to jump that high, dude. I think they are. All right. Well, let's say somehow you got put in a fucking cannon and you got launched up, right? And you leave the orbit. When do you you're stop? floating off in space forever. Is there ever a point where you just run into a wall and the universe is over? I don't know. That's Maybe. what creeps me out, dude. When you get I think to the end of the internet, it's the same thing, right? When I, when I think if I can just jump straight up and not stop, knowing that there is no such thing as stopping is what really fucking freaks me out. Yeah, but you don't know. What if you went through to another dimension or something? That's what I'm saying. I can't comprehend that. All right. Fair enough. All right. That's you our know story. that in the, on the moon, without gravity, there's time works as a circle as opposed to a linear plane? I don't even know what that means, Brownie. Yeah, there's something about gravity and the way time transpires, like a lunar day. I'm probably getting this totally wrong, but thankfully, you sound no, you sound good, dude. We're gonna have none, of our, none of our listeners are smart enough for this. We're gonna um, have a few yeah. media couples next uh, podcast, probably <laughs> talking about angry comment, telling us Did what you know an idiot that I am. Time is actually a rhombus on the moon, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's something like with without gravity, time is in a circle. And not linear, so you don't experience a day like a week like that. It's more like this. So there's uh, it slows down the aging process. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Were you so. were you a big science nerd and like no, no, I don't even like science fiction movies. This is a true story. I've always been really good at math. So oh. my senior year, uh, we took physics, and for some fucking reason. They put me in AP physics and I showed up the first day and they're talking all this shit. And as soon as the class was over, I went up to the teacher. I don't even remember the teacher's name. I introduced myself and I was like, this is going to be the last AP physics class I take. Thank you for your time. And I went right to the guidance counselor's office. I forget her name. And we walked in. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, do you really really think I can do this? Like, no. I remember going home. My dad's like, you're not pushing yourself. I'm like, no, it's fucking senior year, pal. Like everything's going to be. I barely got past earth science and biology. You know what my go-to was Brownie? And this is going to sound really fucked up, but if you're a young kid at home, if you're just trying to get by school, um, all you have to do is just pretend that you care. And let, let me, let me kind of break this down. When I was in college, I really didn't go to that many classes. But guess who was there every office hour? This guy, man. I developed relationships with teachers that nobody else did. How's your day? What's going on? You like union hockey? Let's talk about it. I literally go into office hours and talk to a teacher for about a half hour, say thank you for having me, learn a little bit. And for some reason, man, no matter what I did, I was passing that class. So yep. uh, I forget. I don't know if it was a coach or a captain. Somebody told me at one time, 
the way you do it is you play the fucking game, and that's how you play the game. That's school well, 101. About, and honestly, man. if you have a kid, you're probably hating everything I'm saying. Right now. <laughs> so, uh, let's, yeah, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Here we go. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. So, Brownie actually had this in the doc. It's my hero of the week. Oh, right, right. Chris Russell, man. Uh, he broke the uh, record for most shots blocked. And they yep. gave him silver knee pads. Sick. It's so cool, dude. As a fourth liner penalty killer, I used to like, and it's insane because now in beard league, I don't even think about getting in any sort of, like I don't wear shoulder pads. Like I, I don't go anywhere near where I'm going to get blasted by a puck. When I played hockey, I fucking love blocking a shot. Like on a, on a penalty kill, blocking a shot and clearing the zone. Cause like, dude, I wasn't going to score fucking five goals a game, but like I'll block a shot and get the boys going, get the fuck off the ice. Yep. Lay out, like, take that one in the gut. Dude, because I like I remember like being on Jed Ormeyer was one of my all time. You probably do you even remember him? He was on the mm-hmm. Rangers for a bit. Number forty one. He was their fourth line. I, I think he was a winger. He uh, he actually scored against the Bruins on a penalty shot goal. Huh. I don't know if you remember that or not. But all this guy d- would do, he didn't have a visor, and he would just go down on one knee and he would eat pucks. That's okay. literally all he did, and he wasn't the most skilled. But I remember they said Mark Messier said that he potentially could be a future captain. That clearly didn't work out. But he had like those qualities, and dude, I he was like he was the fucking man. I'm I have to be one of the few Rangers fans that owns a Jed Ormeyer jersey. But anyway, this guy would just fucking block shots, and I remember like watching at home and like seeing all the guys on the bench like get up and like he's hurting, but he's getting off the ice, and everybody's like, "Yeah, let's go!" Like as a kid who really wasn't that great, like I was like, "Fuck, that's a role that I can do." Because like yep. I could rec- like every team has role players, whether you believe it or not. And I feel like a lot of times analytics takes that out of the game. They don't really recognize that there's specific roles designed for hockey teams that serve like a pretty integral part. You talk about when the Bruins won the cup, how big was that fourth line for you guys? Gregory Campbell. I was going to use that as an example. I mean, that shift where he brought, when he blocked uh Malkin's shot and broke his femur, I'm uh, not his femur is uh humorous. No, I don't remember which bone it was. Humorous. I think it's in your arm. How's that biology? Stay hot, Brownie. Tibia. Um, tibula. Yeah, there you go. Maybe nailed it. But, uh, but those are the guys I always respected growing up. Like the guys I liked watching. I mean, obviously you like watching the superstars, right? Cam Neely's a lot of fun to watch. Ray Bork, but like a guy like Dave Poulin, one of my favorite players of all time. Bobby Carpenter, you know Randy Burridge, all these guys. Hard you know, hat players, dude. Gregory Campbell. A lunch pail. Yeah. Go out there, do your role, and get yeah. back to the fucking bench, dude. Like so that's that. why I love. That's why whenever I write uh, about the Bruins now, and I I write about Curtis Lazar, I always call him Good Guy Curtis Lazar. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, and and, and you, I can tell why you like Jerome McGinley too, because yep. on top of having all those skills and like being able to score goals and shit, that guy just played hard, dude. He was okay. so like, there's definitely superstars, and like Connor McDavid's obviously very hard to play against because how offensively gifted he is and shit. I wouldn't say he plays a heavy game. I think Leon Dreisaitl definitely plays a way heavier game than McDavid, but like those yeah, are the type sure. of players, those superstars that can play heavy fucking minutes. And again, it goes back like Sidney Crosby doesn't get recognized because he's not out there blowing people up. But like, dude, he's just the best grinder that's ever played fucking hockey. Like that, he yeah. does everything well. You yeah, actually, he'd probably well. be flattered by that. What? He'd probably be if you if we ever let's say we got Sidney Crosby on, and you could say, listen, I'm a Rangers fan. I was never a big Pens fan, but I've long called you the best grinder that's ever played in the NHL. Dude, he is he'd probably be flattered. Dude, and he is though. And no, I agree with you. I don't I want to take that away because when people think grinder, they think third and fourth liner. But like, there's n- there's nothing that Sidney Crosby can't do. He 
He can protect right. any lead. He can win any faceoff. He'll block a fucking shot. He'll finish a hit. And then on top of that, he's one of the most offensively gifted players right. that's ever played the fucking game. And it's kind of the same with Bergeron plays a fucking hard yep. game. I like those guys that can fucking play like block shots. And like, that was a knock on Ovechkin forever, right? All he did was oh, score yeah. goals. Talk about this. Changes his game. He's going back to the Rangers. Anyway. Adam Graves. Adam Graves. Won oh, dude, right. Adam Graves, the original net front presence, that fucking guy. He was, yeah. he was incredible, dude. And he would play hard. He'd stick up for his teammates. Like somehow this went from Chris Russell to Adam Graves, but let's <laughs> reel it back in. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Russell. Hero of the week. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, my hero of the week is going to be much less dramatic. My hero of the week, hero of the week, is Jenks, Andrew Jenkins, our our now Flames writer. This beauty, who went to a Flames versus Bruins game by himself and tweeted the group chat throughout, ripping five dollar beers. I still can't get him to admit that he kind of likes the Bruins. He hates the Bruins, and he can't explain why. He he's told me flat out he can't explain why. But the fact that he went by himself, had a good time, stayed through the whole loss. Dude, he's a pretty good kid, isn't he? Oh, Jenks, he's great. Yeah. He's we, been here we, have, we have a good group of people. Do you know he's like a that. giant? No. Jenks is like 6'5". No way. He's massive. I did not know that. He's dude. He played like a high-level lacrosse, and, and he's told me in the past that the only reason he was any good is because he was big and he had a good wind-up and whip when he shot. No shit. He's a beast. Yeah, dude, he might be like one of the low key most interesting guys. He he's like a paramedic for an oil rig. He's out in the field for like six weeks at a time or something ridiculous. He's the most interesting man in the world. Well, TMS world. TMS world. Yeah, there you go. Give yeah. him that. I don't uh, want to pump him too much because he's still Jenks. <laughs> yeah, so he's my hero of the week. Shout out Jenks. Uh, my, you're still my boy too. <laughs> my my zero of the week is myself. Um, I got this new TV. It's fucking awesome. For some reason, the Rangers games keep getting blacked out. The most recent ones because they played the Predators. That was fine. Oh, whenever whenever they get blocked out, I have my computer screen and I have my big monitor. So I go on Reddit, I stream it, put it on the monitor, and that's how I watch. Wait, you you put the computer screen on the TV? No, I have why a computer screen and a monitor. This is why I'm the zero of the fucking week, Brownie. Why don't you, dude? I even know how to do that, kinda. I didn't think that my Mac had the capabilities of doing this. No, my wife does it for me. And yeah. I, I think it's also because I have a newer TV and it can do that. But I, now I, I screen shared the game onto my TV and was able to watch the fucking. Yeah. I'm such an idiot, dude. I am. Dude, you could you could literally have me right now on your TV if you wanted. <sighs> Maybe we do that next week. <laughs> but zero of the week for not knowing that, man. Like I thought I was pretty. Like yeah, that's a tough go. If Ooh. it's something I know, you should know. I have a question for you. Before Fire actually, do, do your zero, and then I have a question for you. Oh. My zero is no one specific. My zero is to every fucking retail worker who's in a bad goddamn mood. It's a Christmas season, goddamn it. If you don't like your job, get a new one. You signed up for it. Right. I uh, I went into a grocery store. I'm not going to say which. It's a good grocery store, one I like. I'm kind of a grocery store snob. We've talked about that in the past. And the guy at the deli counter, right? So I'm getting some stuff. And anything else? Which what is fine. The, what was the order? I got like... Uh, they have this very good uh, all white meat chicken salad, so I got like a tub of that. Okay, right? and then I got some knishes. I think I got some of the half sours. Uh, I don't know what any of that means. What you just said, a knish? You don't know what a knish is? A quiche? You grew up in New York, dude. What the hell is a, a knish? A knish is like a Jewish deli meat, deli snack. It's like a potato type of. Uh, 
And my mom's gonna be pissed. It's like a it's like a potato, like a potato meal, potato meal. Is it like a Jewish delicacy, or does everybody dabble with these things? I think everybody eats them, but it is a Jewish delicacy. I've never even heard of them. I might have to pick them up next time I go. Well, Kanish is so it's like a potato meal rolled out, and then they put in like some chopped up meats, and then fold it back over and bake it. And they're 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 like this big. You zap them for like a minute. They're great. They're like pigs in a blanket, sort of. Kinda, but pork is not classier. Yeah, I guess it's different. It's yeah, mystery meat. It's good. They're good. Okay. So anyway, so I got a bunch. I got like four or five things. Yeah, I I got like four or five things, and every time he handed me something, I'd say thank you, and he'd go, "Yep, yep, yep," and I'm like, "Whatever." The guy's busy, but then I'm not even, not even like, not even like a no problem, man. Right. None of that. How hard would that have been? Right. Exactly. And (laughs) I'm always like, "Thank you, thank you." And then, um, so we go through all that. I get like five things. No, not that many people there. So I'm like, it's not that busy. It was a weekday. Like, you know, dude, I, I own my own company. I can dip into the grocery store whenever I want. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was in the middle of the day. Cause I'm not fighting the crowds like the commoners. So I'm not some pigeon. So I go in, I go in the off hours. Not, I don't want to rub shoulders with the commoners. So <laughs> I go, <laughs> so it's not that busy. So I'm like, all right. So then I go and I get, I get a loaf of bread. Right. And I like the, the cooked bread. I mean, baked bread, like not the manufactured garbage, <coughs> like the the sh- the stuff that has short sh- short shelf life. Wow, it's tough to say. So if everybody's listening to this, they recognize that you're a very bougie eater. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get the bread sliced, right? <laughs> so I say yeah. to the girl, I'm like, hey, could excuse me, could you slice this for me, please? Do they normally I'm- do that? Oh, yeah. It's part okay. of the gig, man. They got to slice it right there because they bake their own bread. Okay. So she she hands puts her hand out. I hand it to her. She doesn't say like sure. She just puts her hand out. So I hand it to her. Whatever. She hands it back to me. And I go, hey, thanks. Nothing. Now I'm paying attention for it, right? Well, here's the thing, man. Everybody's frustrated at work. I get that. Like, and I feel like at least me, I'm on a team at work, so I get frustrated. And like we vent as a team or whatever. I would never disrespect a client i guess you can vent at your team at any job that's That's what i'm saying but like any job i don't think that you're ever disrespectful to the people who are who are there paying money that's what i'm saying like i like if i had a bad day and a client came in and they said hey nice meeting you i'd be like nice meeting you too dude even if i had the worst day ever just because like but hey i've been on the other side of it listen i'm in people's houses all day long and some of the people i deal with i don't like their taste I yeah. think they're making mistakes with their house, but it's not my spot. I'm not like, you know, they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey, what's up? Right. Always. Yeah. You know, it's part of the gig dealing with the public. Right. Yeah. So then I'm paying attention for it. The kid, at the the girl at the checkout was super nice. The guy was nice. And then someone with a cart, I'm bringing my cart back because that's my thing. I always bring my cart back. I bring my cart back and some kids collect them. I go, here you go, bud. Right. Looks at me and just walks away. Not even a thank you. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, maybe it's just this place. So now I'm paying attention for it. Everywhere I've been over the last week, people, it's like we talked to Bo Bennett about that. It's not hard to be like, hey man, thanks. Right? I hit people with I, I hit people with, I hope you just have the best day. Yeah, and I, that's say, good. And that's I say I say it just like that, and they always like giggle. Well, I'm at the point now if someone like if I go back to this grocery store and I'm getting the same kind of treatment, I'd be like, Hey man, how's your day? I'm going to go way back over the top and be a dick because if you don't like your job, get a new one. Yeah. If you don't like your, your, your station in life, work harder. Yeah. It's, it's not a hard fucking task. So 
the general public who's dealing with the public, be in a good mood or you're going to be part of my zero of the week. Wow, that was a long one, but that's my zero of the week. That's zero of the week. I agree with that. Um, Before we get into three stars, it's cowboy hat season. Should I get a black cowboy hat or a white cowboy hat? As Brownie spits his beer out. I literally just took a sip as you said that. How is it cowboy hat season? I just want to get a new cowboy hat. Wait, you have a cowboy hat? I have two cowboy hats. Describe them, please. One one is my grandfather's. You can see one right there. Is that your grandfather's? No, that one's mine. My grandfather's is in my room. They don't... My grandfather, they're both too small. I have to get a bigger cowboy hat. Wait, so wait. Trying... I understand your grandfather's hat being too small. I have one of my grandfather's pork pie hats upstairs. It's too yeah. small also, but I'm going to keep it, right? It's my grandfather. Yeah. How do you buy one? Well, that's the thing. I was, this was a, a my, the one I have now is a gift. Oh, okay. So I want to get a new one. I can't decide between white and black. I have two kind of whiter hats. I think I might get a black hat. I feel like you got to go with the black hat. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine me showing up? And here's the thing. We have like a workshop week in St. Louis in January. Can you imagine yeah. me showing up to this fucking event? Black pants, black shirt, black tie, and a black fucking cowboy hat. Johnny Cash. It'd be a good look, buddy. I think it'd be a good look. It'd be powerful. Memorable. Like who the you fuck's can it? Wear, I feel like you can wear a cowboy hat in St. Louis. I don't know. Even if I can, I'm going to. No, I feel like like if you listen, if you were walking around Boston in a cowboy hat, you might as well put a sign on your back saying "Fight me." You know what I mean? Really? I think so? Yeah, yeah. Even if you're decked out full cowboy, like fucking Wranglers, maybe, maybe. Shirt, maybe. Yeah, a pair of cowboy situation, boots, I guess you can definitely tell who's an authentic cowboy and who's a who's a. I'm a fake cowboy hat or a fake cowboy. So you would totally. I feel understand. like I would give my hat. Be wearing a cowboy hat, it's got to be like. You got to be like six to six four, like the, the Costner kind of. You got to be a you know? big dude. You can't be a five eight meatball like myself. Trying to dance around. I, that, I, I get yeah. what you say, but maybe I, go I, a scally cap. I think I I could see you in a scally cap. I I got. I think I have one of those somewhere. Uh, I, I actually wore one to work one day, and I got fucking hammered for it. Uh, for a scally cap. Cap. They kept calling me the newspaper boy, and I was like, oh. <laughs> they don't know. Know what? You should have your buddy Farley. I guarantee your buddy Farley's got twenty of them. Have your buddy Farley come to your office. Just stand there and glare at everybody. This Farley kid, man. He uh he went out last week. He doesn't go out often, but boy, let me tell you what. If you didn't know that he went out, he definitely let you know that he went out. Like he's like, I went to the bar, dude. We're like, bro, how many how many Sam Adams did you drink, dude? Is a winter lager out yet? And he's like, shut up, dude. Like he, he's he's a great kid. It's like my video from that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the zeros. Now we're going to get into uh, three stars. Uh, I got in the bun. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the game, or three stars of the week. We are doing playground games and fair games. We're doing fair games too, huh? No, I told you, we added one. Like fair, like arcade, whatever, you know, that type of game. All right, I think we're gonna have we're gonna be like the same three for a playground. You think? I'm, I think, I think we're gonna be very close. All right, all right, all right. Um, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. And the, can, okay. I'm thinking playground games. This might be a little weird. Remember we talked about the camp counselor thing? Yep. I'm including all those types of games. So yeah, yeah. That's okay. agreed. Yep. 
All right, my third star. I'm going to go four square. As your third star. As my third star. I really, really enjoyed the whole four square aspect and the, yep. like do you remember black magic do you remember there are like different things you could do did you ever do that part yeah the, the circle in the middle too right well no the, it was like a move you, you could like call black magic and if you did that i forget what the fuck happened but i just remember everybody i think it was like a spin if you called black magic there was something that you could do where it like fucked people up um Foursquare was sick especially being a counselor with like a bunch of like 10 to 12 year olds just fucking putting a hurting on them uh Four square man, elite four square player, third star. All right, so my third star, because I feel like my third star was gonna be dodgeball, but I feel like dodgeball is a is a gym class game. We're you good. Dump your spit cup. No, 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 no. Oh, all right. I feel like uh dodgeball is an indoor gym game, like gym class, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't really include it. It's my honorable mention, I guess. So I don't know if this is a nationwide game or this is just uh, local to here. Jailbreak? You ever played Jailbreak? Explain it to me. It sounds very, very familiar. Jailbreak was set up basically they captured a flag. You yeah. have a middle right dividing line. And I could be getting this completely wrong, but it was basically tagged. And once you're tagged, you get put in jail. And then someone can go to the jail and tag everyone out. Jailbreak. Yes, but were you playing capture the flag at the same time? No, jailbreak was separate if you didn't have a flag, I guess. I don't know. I think it was a quicker game. Yeah. You, know, you played jailbreak and then the person, the team that captures the other, I think you could play jailbreak with less players. I think that's how we played capture the flag, but that like, was part of capture the flag. Yes. Okay. 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 okay but okay. jailbreak is a standalone. So that's why it's my third star because I don't feel as if dodgeball, dodgeball would be my third star, but I feel like, do- so my elementary school had this weird uh, tucked around corner that was closed in on three sides. And we used to play dodgeball in there and it was like Lord of the flies. It was vicious, (laughs) but I don't feel like that translates to a lot of schools because it wasn't contained like that. I'll give that to you. Third star is jailbreak. All right. My second star, wiffle ball. Played a lot of fucking wiffle ball, dude. And, and I don't questioning my list now. Well, no, because I'm thinking we used to play a lot of wiffle ball, but when I think wiffle ball, I normally think like Fourth of July, you're playing wiffle ball, but like we played I think it wiffle ball in the neighborhood for yeah. hours. Yeah. But I mean, the chair strikes on. Yeah. I, I love me some fucking wiffle ball. And like every once in a while, we do like home run derby and shit like that. So I, I don't know, man. That was always a good game. I wish I had, like, I wish one of my talents, like a hidden talent I could have is you ever see like those professional wiffle ball pitchers? The shit Ooh. that they can do with that. How cool would that be? Able I can't play? do that level, but I used to have a sick curve. Like, they're insane. Oh, yeah. Insane. But that for sure would be my second. We used to always let the youngest ball. kid in the neighborhood hit with that red big bopper bat. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fucking hit dingers. I remember that one as a kid. So my second star is Foursquare. I used to love Foursquare. We used to play mm-hmm. it for hours, hours on end. I, mean, I can't wait for my game. daughter to start playing it. It's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, fast twitch muscles too. You gotta be fucking ready to go. But no looks, dude. You can get creative with it. Um, my number one star. You mentioned it, dodgeball. I fucking love dodgeball. Dude. So you think like, that's you think that counts as a playground game? I think I again. I'm kind of talking. Yeah, dude. I think it does. I because I'm okay. thinking camp counselor type shit too, and like that yep. was kind of a playground type atmosphere. Um, 
it was the best dude because there was always like one or two really good kids on each team and if they were ever like being dicks to other people i'd be like okay i'm in and i would fucking hammer that kid like every single fucking time and then we would have like these counselor games at the end of the year where like all the kids would line up and they'd be fucking counselors just humming high hard ones man dodgeball was sick all right my number one star is capture the flag to go back to camp counselors i literally like if you said to me right now if let's say i was caught up on work right and i wasn't behind and i had a free day and my daughter had something to do so i wasn't feeling guilty and you said to me hey brownie i got everybody from the morning skate together the teams are determined we're playing capture the flag over 30 acres brownie i I feel like i feel like i feel like if we did that tomorrow you would make excuses to be there I would, yeah, but I would feel guilty to a degree. No, you but, wouldn't. We'd be playing capture the flag with the with the morning ski people. You never. No, met. I feel bad. My daughter, you know, bring her. Yeah, yeah, she'd be poured. But uh, I actually have a funny capture the flag story. Go ahead, fire away. So wait, high school, wait, wait. High just so we're clear, right now the teams we have is you, Disco, and Pat Booth versus me, uh, Jenks, and Preston. You have Pat because I feel like he's wicked angry all the time, and I don't need – I want good vibes only on my team. I think I also want Clara on my team. I feel like she's deceitfully fast. Well, I think we – I think if you have Pat, it would be my pick. So we can uh, go back to that. Well, we'll get to her one day. But junior, <laughs> junior year high school, just made the high school hockey team. Uh, we have a team building day over at the PBA baseball fields, and, like, we're doing, like, team building type shit. And one of the things is capture the flag. Yep. So – the head coach is kind of supervising. There's two assistant coach. One goes over here. One goes over here. So on my team was assistant coach Pete Loring. He was a division three goalie at Skidmore college. He was awesome. I think he's from Alaska or maybe he just liked the band Alaska. There's something Alaskan about him. Bigger dude. Unreal. He's like, all right, everybody get out, get out there, have some fun. So we're playing it and we're losing. And you can tell he's getting pissed and he calls everybody in. He goes, all right, boys, this is what we're going to do. So we had our main field and then there was a bathroom over to the side. And he's like, once every five minutes, somebody go pretend like they're going to go take a shit, go grab the flag and bring it back. So we must have done this for like four or five times before anybody (laughs) caught on. So now we are dominating, like dominating this game. The head coach sees what's going on and fucking blows the whistle, calls everybody in. Are you kidding me? This is team building and we're cheating. This is bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, what about the assistant coaches? And Pete looks up at Pete looks at us and he goes, Are you guys fucking kidding me? Like, why are you doing that? So everybody circles up. He's get over here. And we circle up and he goes, guys, this is like my third day on the job. I'm really sorry I had to do that to you, but I needed to do that to you. I'm proud of you. We won. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Awesome. So that, that's whenever I think capture flag, I think of Pete fucking Lauren, dude. When I when I was a camp counselor, we had a kid fake a seizure. No, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I'm a big. Did you ever watch wrestling? I wrestled in high school. No, like real wrestling. Oh wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was a girl in high school, oh, and she was like, hey, "You wrestled?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Can I come to a match?" And I'm like, "Sure." She goes, "Is there like a ring and you have entrance music?" I'm like, "No, it's not like that." I actually, in high school, I had a picture of a junkyard dog up in my wrestling locker, and my coach got so fucking mad at me. No shit. Oh, he was pissed. But yeah, no, yeah, we love. I used to have a black box. We used to watch all the pay-per-views. Jim Hacksaw Duggins from Glens oh. Falls. Mick, Mick Foley went to Cortland. Jim Hacksaw Duggan was at my fraternity in college, shit-faced. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. No way. So when I was in college, the fraternity I was in, 
one of the brothers dad worked for like the Miller Lite distribution company or whatever. He was like some big muckety muck. And for homecoming, he came and he brought Hacksaw Duggan. And Hacksaw Duggan kept coming up and getting me in a headlock and being like, up and at him, up and at him, you know, like shit faced. <laughs> and he was walking around the two by four. It was hilarious. Yeah, well, good dude. The reason why I asked if you're a rest- wrestling fan, do you remember Eddie Guerrero? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his, yeah. What was his motto? Lie, cheat, and steal. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be yeah, what yeah. you got to do to get a W. So, at the end of the day, I was wrestling was great. Like the dude, rock. Rest- wrestling, Cold. when rock and like Goldberg. And Stone Cold Steve Austin and all yep. those guys were oh my god man I remember remember Diamond Dallas Page oh yeah DDP my parents, have you ever seen that movie with um Eddie to Rumble all time movie yeah that's a all great one great time movie um my parents met Diamond Dallas Page at a NASCAR event one time and my grandpa was like into wrestling and shit so they bought like one of the little cars that he like sponsored and he signed in shit. And I remember I asked my parents, they were like, he was so fucking hungover and smelled so fucking bad. He didn't have a shirt on. It was like a hundred degrees and he was just out there being like Diamond Dallas Page, baby. But now he uh he he's like a big like yoga guy and he's clean and he's like yoga to the stars. Do you think wrestlers live like they have? Well, maybe not so much anymore, oh, but back dude, in the day, I feel like wrestlers. Uh, listen to CM Punk tell some stories about being on flights with some of these guys. The reason why he left WWE. It's insane. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The best line of that whole movie. A diamond upside down. John wants Britney's tacos with extra cheese. Poor for four. Actually, he, uh, what's his name? Uh, Arquette, Arquette, yeah. David, yeah, David Arquette, yeah. He he actually is uh into wrestling now. Of course he is. No, dude, seriously, he's like going in the Mexican leagues and he's trying to work his way up because at one point the wrestling one of the leagues gave him the tro- the title the belt, and all these like super serious wrestling fans got all pissed off at it about it, and he got actually really hurt. And now he's trying to work his way up on the circuit, trying to live up to whatever he had. He, I listened to an interview with him. It was bizarre, but in some ways you were like, go, David Arquette. Yeah, I like, am yeah. the law. That yeah, exactly. Him. And yeah. dude, fucking Jimmy King. That might, be, that might be the first movie we've agreed on. <laughs> or, or the one when she's like, y'all ever see, I have crabs. Y'all ever seen crabs up for? Want to see? On fucking real movie, dude. A plus. All right, fair games, arcade games. Um, yeah. I'm not really go prepared first for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so my first one is the squirt gun in the clown's mouth to blow the balloon. The other one I'm talking about? Yeah. We I have mean, all the people lined up. I'm aggressively yeah. overmatched for this three stars because I didn't really ever go to fairs. Well, but I'm, I'm going to go arcade. Go arcade? Go arcade I, I'll yeah. go arcade. Yeah. But – um. This is the only fair one specific. I just I used to be really good at it. That's all. And clowns freak me out. So there's nothing better than smoking the head off one. I don't I'll like clowns. That. I'll go with a fair game. I like the one where you throw the ball and you dunk people in the tank. Oh, a dunk tank. Yeah, dunk tank. Uh, my senior year in high school, I was in the dunk tank at like one of these big. I got dunked like fucking four times. Same goddamn kid. Same <laughs> goddamn kid over and over. You'd laugh. I'd get back up, do it again. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's fun when you hit the thing, so that'd be my third star. There you go, good charity thing too. All right, so my second one is is a 
It's a double. It's a double. It's air hockey and bubble hockey. Okay. I love both. I am good at air hockey. I am lights fucking out at bubble hockey. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I have a buddy who we play in this league, the, the high level. It's like 45 minutes. And they have a bubble hockey in there. And I'm like, dude, there's one night we're going to bring in quarters to just play. He's like, I'll beat you. And I'm like, there's no fucking chance. I got a buddy who we we had an arcade Olympics once. We drove up like two hours up to New Hampshire. We played like 15 games, and it came down to bubble hockey, the whole thing. It was a best of seven series. I think the first game I beat him like 13 to nothing. And I was like – then I started playing like with my hands crossed over, you know, chirping them. We, I worked at a bar that had a bubble hockey game. And at the end of the night, we would shut the doors – and we used to take the dome off and clean it. We put our names on the back of the guys. We <laughs> hours. I'm very good at bubble hockey. I I wish I was fucking good at that. Like foosball, I am so bad at that Foosball's stuff. Foosball's tough. I I'm feel not like that good. Oh, it's terrible. It's such a fucking hard game to master. Uh, air hockey, I'm decent at. You would kill me in bubble hockey. You wouldn't even be close. I'd, ha- I'd have to like go after your foot or something. It'd, it'd be it'd be a whole thing. Uh, my second star goes to that where you have the ball and you roll it down the middle and goes off the ramp into the circles. Ski ball, ski ball. That would be that would be my second star. I always had a really good fucking time playing that dude because I would go fast. If, if I had a good day, I was lights out. And if I wasn't, I would just fucking hum those balls. So it's like yep. either way, you're having fun. Funnily enough, <laughs> ski ball is my number one star. <laughs> so I worked at this bar in Boston. I'm not going to say the name and I'm not going to say the girl's name long time ago. And when I met her, she, all right. So me and I had this roommate and he started there the night before me and he came home and I go, how was it? And he went on and on about this waitress. He's like, she's a fucking bitch. She thinks she knows everything. One word answers. Fuck her. And he goes, you're going to fucking love her. <laughs> so I go there the next night and the, the manager, the GM of the place brought us in as bartenders because we were, you know, well known or whatever. And I met her and she's like, what's your deal? Said something. She tried to like put me down. I go, you don't know who I am. She's like, what? And it just popped into my head. I go, I'm a ski ball champ in New England for my age bracket. And she's like, what? I mean, you never heard of it. I'm like, look it up. This was, this might have been pre-internet. No, it was, it was pre-internet. I go, yeah, look it up. I am. I actually went to a trophy store and stole a ski ball and screwed it on so I could have it. I go, I'll bring in the trophy. Uh, I am pretty good at ski ball, but the reason <laughs> I have a fond memory of ski ball is because of her. So when I met her, she was living with her boyfriend. Six months later, she was dating me. So I love, I love ski, that. Ski ball brought it home. But yeah, I do enjoy ski ball very much. Nothing better than seeing those tickets come out the slot and just curl. I feel bad for her ex-boyfriend because he he pretty much got cucked by a pretend ski ball champion. I was a very good ski baller, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. My, uh, my number one. I love Duck Hunter, dude. That game. Oh, was yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I love playing that. And that just reminds me of like my grandpa and just like my mom's side of the family. Just a bunch of like the dog gets up and giggles. Oh yeah. That so is that hunting. your number one? All right. So is that your number one video game? Uh I mean older type video game. Yeah. Like not not a console. Yeah, not not that kind of stuff. Yeah, like that, going into an arcade. Yeah, I think so. Like the the car ones are cool, but they're not really all that realistic. I don't think I like the um Shoot the basketball. I love ping pong. I don't know like if ping pong is on this, but ping ping pong is my shit. 
Yeah, you good? Uh, I've gotten better. At my last job, there's a ping pong table there, and I I'm not kidding you. I'd probably play eight games a day. I ended oh, up being awesome. like halfway decent, but I, like I still have I feel like ping pong's decent, like low key cardio. Cardio, dude. Ping pong. Listen, if you get winded, it counts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calories are calories, man. For every swing, you burn a cal. That's My dad, when I was a kid, used to play air hockey for hours at this arcade near us. Him and his buddy, and they'd be drenched. And I'm like, <laughs> cardio, it's cardio. Show up in a full sweatsuit, just ready yeah. to get a fucking workout in. I would say old school video game for me is Galaga. Is that a spaceship video game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. See, yeah, that was good. That was pretty good. That's as close as I get to science fiction. Favorite board game. Favorite board game. Ooh. I really only have one that's really a staple. Monopoly? Yeah. I mean, but it's been a while since I played Monopoly. And actually, if you play Monopoly right by the rules, you get so fucking bored about like 30 minutes into it. It's like, holy shit. What do you what do you mean by the rules? Like if you play it legit where like you're buying houses and you play to the very end, it takes forever for that game to end. Yeah, it's good though, especially if like you're with your buddies, you know, sitting around the table, like in a like, hey, your whole thing about going to a cabin, that's a perfect cabin game. Fire going, having drinks, playing Monopoly with like four people. Do you like rummy? Oh yeah, yeah. I like rummy. Rummy's a good fucking dude. Time. I used to get there was this guy who was a year older than me in college, and he's just roast us. We used to play a dime a point. Oh, what about uh, what about LCR? You ever play that? Left or LR, it's left, right, center. There's like these dice that you roll. No, I don't know it. Oh man, I'm buying you that for Christmas. How about pitch? You ever play pitch? I don't know pitch. pitch but I'm buying, I'm buying you this LCR thing, and I want you to take it to your family and play with your family because, like, growing up, that's all we played. We had like, so pretty much you put down it's either a quarter or four quarters, and every round is like a dollar, and ends up getting into this like huge pot, and it's all about rolling these dice and shit like that. So we just like, have like just like the uprights. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is, but it's left, right, center. You roll the dice, and if it's left, you put a thing to the left. If it's right, you put a thing to what the right. Mean, like you have people around you, like at a table. So if yeah. you roll it and you hit a left, you go to your left. If you roll, you go to your right. You go to your right center. The pot goes in, and then the last person with the dice ends up getting the pot of money. Huh? I'll have to look. I, I have not. Yeah, never heard of it. It's a good game. Who's your Who's your go to piece of Monopoly? The race car. Race car, yeah. It's like an athletic thing, probably. Is race car <laughs> athletic? You don't, I think go, so, dude. you don't have to go to the boot. No, right. I, I, you know what? Dale Earnhardt's faster than I ever been. Not running. I well, I'm just talking about like how well, no, because planes and shit. Never mind, that was stupid. <laughs> well, no, he's probably was only private jet, so he still went faster. Yeah, he definitely went faster. You know, I bet you he barely ever flew commercial. Dude, what a guy he was, huh? What a stash on him. Oh, yeah, the Intimidator. He had the mirror glasses too, right? Yeah, so my dad's favorite race car driver was easily Dale Earnhardt. So growing up when mine was Jeff Gordon, I was damn near banished like to my room every time there was a NASCAR Wait, race. Is Jeff Gordon the one? Oh, no, no. Who's the guy that Jeff was, the Gordon was the Jeff Gordon was the – he was the rainbow, rainbow warrior is what yeah, they yeah, called yeah. Jeff Gordon. So my dad, who's a Dale Earnhardt fan, is like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> who, was the, uh, who was the guy who was the New York City taxi driver? I have no idea. He won like a race or two. I like that guy. I don't know who you're talking. I'm gonna have to look that up. I have no idea. And I like Rusty Wallace just from that commercial. Rusty Wallace, sick name. NASCAR driver oh, Dick Trickle. Remember Dick Trickle? Yeah. Number two. 
But oh. Rusty Wallace was that old commercial where as he walked to his car, every time his right foot stepped on the pavement, it crashed through because it was so heavy. <laughs> it was an old commercial. I still remember that. I, uh, dude, while other kids were like watching cartoon videos and shit, I had like every single NASCAR of like going in that time. And I would line them up as if they were actually running the race that week. All right. Like, so this, this is what our, our morning skate uh, get together is going to be. We're going to have to go to a hockey game on Friday yep. night. Yep. A race on Saturday. That'd be sick. Saturday night, we just go see live music. Or a rodeo. Oh, rodeo. Perfect. Rodeo Saturday night. And then, oh, or I have something else for you. And then Sunday, we play Capture the Flag. That'd be And so then if we cool. stay over Sunday night, if we go to the right place, I have a buddy in South Carolina who is a referee for roller derby. Ooh. <laughs> is that where they, like, flip each other over the fucking yes, thing? the girls going around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's the ref. There's yeah. always like a really fast one and one you just never like yeah. the Dustin and Bufflin. The, I forget what she's called. There's so they have names like the Gunner yeah. and all these different. The names. Undertaker. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying position wise. I'm sure they have nicknames. <laughs> Definitely have nicknames. <laughs> all right, that was this episode of Morning Skate. An hour and fifty two minutes later, Brown. Do you have anything else for the people at home? No, as always. Oh, Jerome McGinley would be great at capture the flag. I bet. Probably. He could be on my team. God bless you, Jerome McGinley. Wherever you are, you <laughs> goddamn beauty. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you uh, next week. See ya.